0: Well, hello, beautiful people. It is Tuesday, March 3rd, 2020. Just two days after I went down to New Orleans, the Crescent City, the Big Easy, and did a little bit of an introduction for the boys. Also, tossed some bowls of Red Panda. You hear all about that. Plus, a great conversation about the CBA, breaking down Tom Brady, you name it. we got a hell of a show for you today, and I'm so thankful that you're choosing to listen. And I'm also thankful that you continue to choose to use the greatest ticket-buying platform on planet Earth and... The moon! You're damn right. If you're going to buy tickets on here, on Earth, or on the moon, you need to use SeatGeek because SeatGeek scans all the other ticket-buying platforms and makes sure you're getting the best value for the tickets that you're buying. Yes, every ticket on the internet is found at SeatGeek, so you know that you're getting the best price. You're not going to get catfished either, so you can shop with confidence. The ticket that you buy is the ticket that you get. Right now, use promo code PAT and get $10 off your first order. Promo code McAfee, $20 off your first order from SeatGeek. Wow! wow. I would recommend going to a Pelicans game, by the way, because that place was electric, even though the roof got blown off during the introductions. We need both of those promo codes to continue to run, so let's use a little self-awareness. If we're rich, let's use promo code PAT and get $10 off our first order. If we're not rich yet, let's use promo code McAfee for $20 off our first order. See, that's smart. Mm -hmm. That's smart what we're doing here. We're all in this together. You're alive, but are you living? Go live and experience something live. Could be anything. Theater, comedy, concert, sports, you name it. SeatGeek's got the tickets for you, and they're at the best price. Also, do you have a bunch of stuff lying around the house that you just don't use? You know, the kind of thing, uh, a kid's baseball glove that no longer fits, a pair of jeans that was only worn once. I mean, who doesn't have an old phone hiding in a drawer somewhere, Ty? I know I do. With millions and millions of people using the Mercari app in all 50 states, stuff really sells now. You can sell everything from fashion to electronics, toys to sporting goods. Not only can you earn a few extra dollars, but you'll clear up valuable space in your home. Over 150,000 items get listed every single day on Mercari. Santa has to get his gifts from somewhere. Yeah. Why not from you? Let's see Got shit laying all around the house. Things that you thought you were going to use and you never, ever used. Clothes that were once in style, no longer in style for you, but they are for somebody else. The Mercari app is the place to go to sell all this stuff you got lying around. What are you waiting for? I know you got stuff you don't use. Sell it, ship it, and get paid with Mercari. You can find Mercari on the app stores on or on Mercari.com. That's M-E-R-C-A-R-I. Mercari, the selling app. It's easy to sell. You take a picture of your stuff, you write up a little description, boom. Now it's in the hands of millions and millions of people. And everything's shippable. They send you something to ship it in. Bang, bang, boom, no awkward conversations with the Mercari app. Go ahead and sell that shit that's lying around your house with our friends at Mercari. Now let's get to the show. Obviously had the chance to go down into the blender, the Smoothie King Center in New Orleans and introduce the starting five. I didn't get to intro Zion last. He went second, which is where he's been all season. Because I learned a lot of things. They don't want to put too much pressure on the 19-year-old. They want him to know that it's Drew Holiday's team. It's not his team. They don't need that weight on his shoulders. Last night was a massive game. Felt like a playoff atmosphere. LeBron James was standing about seven feet to my left. The crowd was loud, and I was having a good time. I'm very thankful for the Pelicans for the opportunity there and the hospitality, and I got to throw bowls to Red Panda. (laughs) (laughs) That now, I will forever remember getting to intro the New Orleans Pelicans last night. I'll forever remember that as a moment. But on my headstone on gravestone headstone Headstone. on my headstone i would like there to potentially be a line about me being a part of red panda's (laughs) act on one particular march 1st 2020 what a legendary lady i got a chance to throw her some bowls while she's up there on that unicycle she hit her five piece last night she hit her four piece i think she missed the three piece which the crowd you you just heard just the life gets sucked out of New Orleans when that one bowl, but mentally tough Red Panda bounced back, hit the three-piece, hit the four-piece, and then bang, hit the five-piece bowls from her shins and her foot to her head, which is one of the most incredible acts in history. It was a great night in New Orleans. Obviously, we, the Pelicans, Patty Pelicans, lost <laughs> to the New, uh, the Los Angeles Lakers, led by LeBron James mm-hmm. and the boys. What an awesome Show. They gave us good seats. We're right in the middle of all of it. I was talking to the coach of the uh, Pelicans Gentry. I was letting him know that his suit looked good. I was letting the refs know that I didn't appreciate their inconsistencies on how they are refing and officiating how Zion is being defended because he's a big body. So he's getting banged up underneath. We would like him to get taken care of a little bit more. I was letting the ref know Gentry was letting the ref know we were tag team in a ref at one point. This ha- did happen for an NHL game when I was going at the refs and it backfired last night we actually got a call the next time down so I feel like I did do my part for the Pelicans to get their win last night the Lakers were just too much Frank Vogel formerly the coach of the Indiana Pacers was there didn't get a chance to chat with him personally but it was very cool to be back in the NBA world last night because I'm a big basketball guy this big basketball mm-hmm. show oh. Evan Foxy uh, traveled with me down to New Orleans yes, sir how awesome was it watching those humans that are just so much bigger and more athletic than us hey. who are much richer than us by the way just doing their thing first off shout out pelicans first class organization but pat Agreed. me and you both are lebron guys through and through last night 100 was rooting for zion and the pelicans yeah i'm a zion guy i am a zion guy. now granted was i a lebron guy for my entire life basically yes yes did i watch the lakers growing up yes so it was very difficult last night but then once you see zion in person you're like this is an alien. <laughs> this is an alien of a human. This, this is not how humans are... 270 hitting oh. his head off the rim, basically. It's insane to watch. And he seems like a guy, a kid who's very humble. Mm-hmm. He seems like a guy who loves his teammates, loves the process. Got a few bad calls called against him. Did not even say a thing to the ref. That is wild to me. And I think he's he's going to be the uh, obviously the future. He's one of the only guys I actually watch when he doesn't have the ball because you don't know what he's going to do. Yeah, he is so explosive, though. His warm-up, he was like, kind of just trotting around. And then he would go and do layups on one side. And you could hear the crowd be like, come on. And then he'd come back and he'd be like, yeah. And then he'd just like walk casually. It's like, man, this dude is unbelievable. And we witnessed the killer instinct firsthand. Kuzma, uh, Zion went up for a layup. Kuzma had some good defense. Blocked it. And said, not here. Jogging by us, he goes, not here, young fella, or something like that. And he jogs by. And I was like, did Kuzma just... Kuzma just said that because he said it in front of their bench, which is right in front of us. Yep. So he was trying to get people to hear that, right? But he didn't say it. I mean, it was an interesting situation. Next time down, mm-hmm. Zion goes right at his head, right at his head. <laughs> in. Kuzma jogs right by us. I was like, right here, <laughs> Kuzma, right here. I would like to think that at some point, Kuzma like, gave a little chuckle to that. Yeah, I would think so. I like the way Kuzma plays too, by the way. I, I, he's, mm-hmm. he's done the whole Dennis Rodman I'm going to become yeah. a brand new player thing with the dyed hair I like what he's doing that was a great game last night <laughs> ladies and gentlemen joining us now on the phone is a man who's the NFLPA vice president a man who's a legend for the Buffalo Bills and friend of the show linebacker Lorenzo Alexander yeah. hey, what's going on hey sorry our computer crashed we weren't able to call you we apologize for the delay and the tardiness here in this phone call
1: yeah, no worries, no worries at all. Just got to get my kids to school here soon, but we're
0: good. Okay, all right, Dad of the Year. You also got a lot of other things going <laughs> on with the NFLPA and the CBA negotiations. Now, am I correct in saying this? The strike or lockout, if it was to happen, would not be until after this upcoming season. And the thought of a strike actually happening is insane due to the fact that 10 years ago, there was a lockout, which was on the owner's side, not on the player side. Is this something right. that is all potentially on the table right now?
1: Yeah, I think everything was on the table. Obviously, so far, um, all the votes, uh, for leadership have been very close. I mean, the, the executive committee, which I sit on was six five, um, against, against taking the deal. Um, the player reps were 17, 14 with one abstination for the deal. And so who knows what our players, um, collectively will vote for. And so, uh, with that unknown, you have to prepare for every situation that might occur. They might take the deal. They may not. Well, we may have to go back to the you those. Know, renegotiate after next season, and then if we still don't like it, there may be possibly of a and which you can see on Twitter, people are, as far as the players, are gearing up as far as they support those guys that may feel the need to cross because of financial burdens that they have um, just from living life and having a family.
0: Uh, Marquise Pouncey, Mike Pouncey, and I believe, I forget who the third player was.
1: Russell, Russell O'Kung.
0: Russell O'Kung are offering up $250,000. They said this will be separate from the already strike fund that's $250,000. So the NFLPA has already put aside a potential $250,000 strike fund for players, and then these three guys are trying to organize a group to put together more money. This is something you guys must have thought about for a long time if there's already a $250,000 strike fund for every single player in the NFL.
1: Right, well, you know, that's kind of where our dues money goes to. That's for the, you know, pretty much our our work stoppage fund, our war chest, um, uh, for a better term, um, that we have collectively over the years obviously paid X amount every year in dues, and that money sits in an account growing and growing for instances like this. So if things come up to where we cannot play, we can um, at least help our players in some sort of way, and there's various ways that we have at our discretion as far as dispersing that money. But if we do it evenly across everybody, uh, it would definitely be about two hundred fifty thousand uh, per player, um, but you see guys in, in a leadership role like a Russ, like the Pouncy Twins, like some other guys around his league that have made a substantial amount of money. Who won't need that money? So they may forego that two hundred fifty that the, the, the union will be able to provide them, as well as uh, I think invest in other players as well by giving their own money just to help solidarity and really at, in the end of the day to help us be able to gain leverage and what we want it comes to us having the strike.
0: If you guys have the strike – by the way, I'm happy I could be a part of that. That happened. I'm, I'm pumped. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pumped that I'm a part of that. Good for the team there. Uh, if If – a strike happens, isn't, isn't the game for the NFL just a waiting game, right? Because don't, yeah. don't they just assume like, okay, at some point this money is going to run out and then once again we're back into a great point of leverage. And is that what you guys are expecting to happen if you're to strike? Is that why there's a potential?
1: Yeah. yeah. That's why you, I think that's why you see some guys, um, like I said before, that have made a lot of money that are willing to kind of step up and try to ease some of that financial stress that some of our guys uh, will have during that time. Um, You know, whether that's to pay rent, pay a a mortgage, whatever they may need, groceries, uh, just to kind of help that from delaying as long as possible. Because let's be real, owners don't like to lose money either. And obviously, you know, with our premier guys, that's why none of the AFL or XFL is really taking off because they don't have the same premier players that we have in our league. And so at some point, it will start hurting them financially. And they always talk about, uh, well, we're losing money. They're just not making as much as they want to make. And so if you take away the premier players, um, really collectively as, as a player, um, they won't make the same type of money they, they want. They can say the fan base is loyal, but they're also loyal to, to the people that are out there producing on the field and helping their teams win. Agreed. Let's talk
0: about that 17 to 14 to the one abstained vote for passing the CBA proposal along to the players to vote on this thing. Who is the yeah. one <laughs> vote that
1: didn't vote? Was that somebody just fell asleep? How, how does that work? Yeah, I mean, we well, in any uh, you know, democratic election, I mean, you even see this, you know, in um our US government, you always see somebody who, who refuses to vote, you know, either way. And I mean, I guess it's a safe play, but at at some point you have to stand up and 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 put a yes or a no, I think in my opinion, after you hear all the information, you get all the options, you get all the potential outcomes of whichever way we go, and then make a vote. That's why your players have put you on on the, on the board to do to make those decisions. Um So, you know, the guy, I guess, you know, it is a heavy a heavy load because we are talking about 2,000 men and their families as well as some former players and their families. And so some people just have a hard time making a decision. Maybe he just needed more time to think about it. And then because he'll get a chance to vote, too, as an individual player, then he'll make his mark then. But um, I don't know who it is, uh, but hopefully over the next couple of weeks he he comes to a, a place to where he can put a yes or a no.
0: The NFLPA, and we're talking to Lorenzo Alexander, vice president of the NFLPA, just retired from the Buffalo Bills, would love to talk about your incredible career and how much you did for the Buffalo Bills, especially with the turnaround and everything that Sean McDermott had. But right now, obviously, the topic of conversation is the CBA. What is something you think, aside from the 17 games, what is something else in that CBA proposal that is not great for the players that hasn't been talked about?
1: Uh I mean, I think the biggest thing is because, you know, when you do a CBA, you try to see how you can impact the masses. And so I think the, the biggest thing that we weren't able to change or get, you know, shifted was uh, restrictions, you know, tags. Um, so that's the main thing. And it really impacts, our, obviously, our top 20 uh, guys, 20% of guys um, in the league. And then really – and then also getting, like, tenders, which is a, another form of a tag, getting that money guaranteed. So teams can restrict certain players from moving – You get a high tender, mid tender, or low tender, depending on what round you're drafted in, and then that money's still not guaranteed. I mean, I remember we had a guy. I think Mike Gesley on the uh, on the Buffalo Bills uh, when I first got there. They tendered him, and then didn't end up. I think they ended up cutting him or didn't sign him, and so they was able to restrict his movement to where he may be in free agency, be able to garner a couple of um, um, teams who wanted his services to obviously get the best contract possible, but the team kind of. Uh, restricting him from doing that, but then his money wasn't guaranteed. And I think that's something that affects a lot more players than people think, especially, you know, like that, that second-tier, middle-class and third-tier guys. Um, and it, it's a hard pill to swallow. Like, you restrict me, but you're not going to guarantee my money, so what are you really saying to me? Do you, lo- do you love me or do you not love me? <laughs> and so uh, that, that's, those are some I think the big, some of the other issues that are kind of um, pushing this 17 game. Uh, issue as well because those are some big things that are very important to our men
0: okay you're now a retired player um i am a retired player i know that we had yeah. five years of health care after retirement from what i've been told right. is there's no change on that front has there been any conversation yeah. about retired players maybe <laughs> getting you know Correct. all the money
1: so well all the money. <laughs> <laughs> so. so So part of this deal that nobody talks about is the pensions of 393 players that is like currently like around, I don't know the exact number, but let's say $200. And this whole concept of pension parity as far as raising those pensions up for those guys to 550, because a lot of these guys, we are benefiting uh, from their sacrifices. And we have a lot of food today because of what those men did back in the day. And so we have a part of a lot of money that we've negotiated so far that is going to former players to help their pensions come up. As far, as far as current guys and really all former players um, that are on the other side of 93, um, there is this caveat of having access to medical facilities in all 32 NFL cities that hopefully we can broaden over time. Uh, and, 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 you know, when we think about medical care, I think most people think about, you know, going to see your family practitioner, the dentist. But I think also some guys when they say, I want medical care, you want to have somebody who can do treatment on your body, right? The bulbs, the ankle joints, the grasping the things that, uh, that we come accustomed to as far as playing this game and being able to play it at a high level. And so we will have access to those, some of those preventative care things in 32 cities for you and your wife, and then a petition that will grow from just preventative care services to some uh, surgeries that our men have um, a high frequency of getting after they're done playing. So there is a caveat. It's not your traditional health care, let's bump that five years out, but we have introduced a new benefit that will be accessible to all former players once they're done playing the game.
0: That's awesome. I appreciate that. Last question before we let you go be dad of the year. and We can't thank you enough for your time here. Do you think the bottom half of rosters in the NFL are going to agree to this current proposed cba due to the fact that it's immediately more money in their pocket right there's a lot of th- the people that have come out and said i voted yes normally are people that are from the bottom of the roster that happen to yeah. be player reps or team do you think this was set up by the nfl to get the bottom half of the roster to say yes to this no matter what the top half does
1: uh, well, I think, I mean, that's the majority of our league. The majority of our league is 60%. And I'll I just say it's not just a league thing. It's an NFL thing as well or NFL PA thing as well. And we're trying to make movement, obviously, for all of our players. But we at the end of the day, you have to make a deal that's trying to impact most of the guys. And sometimes guys get left out of that. And obviously in this deal, the most significant changes was for those core middle-class guys that we have on our rosters. Um, and so, yeah, it is very advantageous. I, at one time when I got in this league with one of those guys as well, and I probably would have said yes. I even said yes in this deal just the way things structured and just thinking out, you know, long game as far as some of the, the cons against it. But when I go to my men, I'm not trying to get them to vote the way I vote or the way they think they should vote. I want to present the information in the most unbiased way to make it clear. At the end of the day, you are playing 17 games. And so my first question, because sometimes you can phrase things like, hey, in this deal, would you like to play 17 We made some movement? But guys may, really may not want to play 17. So you have to ask them, because we have a meeting later this week with just the Buffalo Bills guys that I've, I've you know, obviously played with. Um, do you want to play 17? Okay, well, this is what our or 17. If not, okay, that's a non-starter. But if you do, this is, this is what the deal looks like. Is this good enough? And I think those are the kind of stages that you have to kind of talk about the deal because obviously I have a lot of influence. Our um, player advocate, Pat DeMarco, has a lot of influence. I believe he voted yes as well for the deal. Um, and so we can sway guys, but I don't want to do that. I want to make sure they understand everything that this deal entails and then whether or not they want to play 17 or not, I think, set alone because that is an, an added risk to your life and will prevent you from being the best dad you want to be when you're done playing. And So, um, obviously, I'm dealing with that. You know what the pains of playing football does as well. And so, sometimes, all money ain't good money. And I want players to really think about that before they go and put yes, just because they're getting immediate gratification.
0: Hmm. You voted yes, though, Lorenzo. I trust your brain. You've been around a long time. You were there. Yeah, I mean, I did
1: vote yes. and I mean, obviously, I'm going to EC. My vote really it's just giving my perspective as far as where we're at. Um, I voted yes based on before even guys talk started talking. Cause my my fear is you try to go through a strike and then guys start crossing and then you end up in a worse place. And that's just one of the realities that you have to face. Um, and I you know and it's hard for me that you know I don't want to go backwards because they the league can impose several different things on us um, as their last and best final offer that is significantly less than the current deal we have and maybe even worse than the two thousand eleven deal and, and walk back in, in a lot of different areas. And so for me I have to say, can our men collectively go through a strike or hold out long enough to where we don't take something that's significantly worse? But that was before I started hearing guys around the league that you know have been our top earners, the faces of the league saying, Hey, I'll forgo my two fifty and I'll invest in some of these young guys for our team and now so we have to continue to flush that out. But if we can keep create a real movement with the top Um, earners in our league to really want to invest and and create a a place where guys have resources for legitimate things. I'm not talking about funding somebody's trip or anything, but legitimate things for their livelihood that's going to allow us to hold out and and even get a better deal because if we're able to do a strike successfully, um, there is a potential of even getting a better deal. And so, um, you know, my mind is kind of shifted in in that regard. And so I want to continue to flush out this, this new kind of proposed idea and then maybe my mind shifts. But my the reason why I said yes was based on every single outcome I've seen, how history with strikes in the past have gone, have not been very good for us, but they didn't have the type of money we do now, and we don't have the type of guys that want to step up. So I may shift a little bit. And then also I voted yes because, you know, talking to guys, they were okay with 17. I'm not being a 15-year vet. The way I played, I couldn't see myself next season if I decided to come back playing a 17-game schedule. But but I'm not supposed to vote based on my own wants. I'm supposed to vote on mm. uh, what my guys, rest. some of the players that I talk to, their voice. And so I have to take myself out of it, which a lot of times is hard for guys, and give a just a uh, a vote based on what the men I serve in the Bills' locker room, and then obviously the greater body is in the players. And so that's kind of some of the reasons why I voted yes. And, and but my mind can always change if things change from our men.
0: All right, well, Lorenzo, I appreciate you so much for joining us. I appreciate you going in there and doing your due diligence, and also everything you did for the NFL. Good luck out there. We're pulling for you, ladies and gentlemen. Dad of the year, Lorenzo (laughs) Alexander. Appreciate you, man. All right, appreciate you guys. See ya. Michael Thomas isn't happy that Tony Romo signed for seventeen million. He said, "This is why we can't sign a new CBA." He's making more money than ninety percent of the NFL. Uh, I would like to correct that. 97, 98% of the NFL. $17 million is a a lot of money, man. Hey, that's a lot of money, man. And by the way, Michael Thomas, I don't know how to tell you this. We are making more money than 90% of NFL rosters as well right now. Our business right here is making more money than 90%. That's just the way business works, Mr. Thomas. Now, you can't compare these two. And Michael Thomas is 100% right in thinking, hey, we deserve more money. We want more money. We want all the money we could possibly get. I respect that. But to compare and think that Tony Romo's contract has anything to do with the CBA is just a wild, wild scene. And I respect that Michael Thomas says that's the reason why he doesn't agree with the new CBA. If it was something along the lines of he deserves more money because he's obviously outplayed his contract, I would respect that. But what Tony Romo does has absolutely nothing to do with what's going on here. By the way, Michael Thomas, I would love to show you the books of a lot of businesses that revolve around sports and how well they're doing Mm -hmm. now and I'd also like to show you all the books of the people that have failed and how little money they're making that's a whole different ball game but I love what Tony Romo did (laughs) I would like everybody to know that I Pat McAfee love Tony Romo's decision to not only flip the game on its head when it comes to payment of commentators and people on TV but to do it in a way and get broken off to the tune of 17 mil I absolutely love yeah, I
2: assume someone talked to Michael Thomas and, and said basically what you said because the tweet got deleted. Yeah, he
0: was like, oh, this makes me sound dumb, and I'm not a dumb person. Michael <laughs> Thomas, by the way, not. No. Very intelligent, very athletic, about to get broken off, should get broken off because of how damn good he is. But I can see how you can see other people's money and get a little bit envious, but this is two very different worlds, sir. But as
2: far as Tony Romo, I, I saw or something or read. It's like a three-year deal, but if the CBA deal gets signed, then it's a ten-year deal. So that's- yeah, and
0: even if it's not, no, it's not about the CBA. It's about the rights for the CBS. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, right. CBS
2: retains the rights to NFL yeah, games.
0: yeah, it's a CBS. If CBS gets to extend their rights to NFL, even if it's not for ten years, even if it's only a four-year extension, he gets paid for ten years. He signed a hundred and seventy million dollar guaranteed deal to commentate football games, and I love everything about it. Now, Monday Night Football's gig. He's wide open. Hmm. What are they going to do? Are we going to do this dance again? (laughs) Are we going to do this dance again? I honestly believe that I would add a lot to the Monday Night Football booth. Now, Andrew Marchand came after me for saying that I wanted the job of the New York Post, which, by the way, I can understand that that might be frowned upon in some businesses to not want to, you know, verbalize or speak into existence your dreams and goals. But whenever you've never really been given a full opportunity, these are things you have to do, Mr. Marchand. These are things that you have to do. I have said for the last three years that I think I would enjoy the hell out of Monday Night Football. I understand the NFL. I have a lot of friends in the NFL. I know the game of the NFL. And the fact that it could be a, a, a show, That has taken some hits the last couple of years would be an absolute honor. Now, will they make that decision? Absolutely not. (laughs) Absolutely not. They will not let me in there. I mean, I think we all very much understand that. I will not get that gig. But I'm all about trolling for it. I'm all about trolling for it because I think I could add something to the NFL. I honestly do believe that I could do that. And if I don't get it, I'm not going to be upset because they've already missed twice without hiring me. And it's just one of those things where it would be very cool to get that gig. And... A lot of people tweeting that I would take a cheap contract. That is not, that is not accurate. <laughs> that, that is not accurate at all. They're like, oh, you could probably just pay Pat $4 million and he'll take it. I'm like, first of all, you have no idea how much money I'm making. You have no clue how much it would take for me to do that. And also, now that Tony Romo has done that, we are in what we like to call a position of leverage. This is what we like to call good news for everybody that's commentating. I would love to see Peyton Manning in there. If they can get Peyton Manning in there, I would love to see Peyton Manning in there. Big old brain. I have no idea if he would do it or wants to get into commentating. That's a lot of airtime to fill. Three hours every single week, live mic. I think he would obviously be great in there. I would enjoy it, and I wouldn't mind learning how to do play-by-play. I think that's something I could figure out rather quickly.
2: I'll say it so you don't have to because you're a good guy and you would never say this, but the, the last two guys that they had in there doing color couldn't even have a job holding your microphone.
0: So <laughs> Jeez. I we gotta get to a point. <laughs> that that is something I would never I, I would I like know. it to be known that I have never said that in the opinions of Diggs do not reflect that of their employer. But I think anybody knows that there's not a single human on earth that can touch me on a microphone. Okay. I, I think that is I think that is something that is very much understood at this point. And the old whites might not like it, but there ain't nothing you can do. The train is coming through. <laughs> choo choo. That's just what you gotta do. <laughs> This man might be a billionaire before this is all said and done. And this weekend, his trolling... Controlling a free agency just continues to be mastered by this man for the first time in 20 years he's become a free agent and he is living it up to the fullest UFC fights in Vegas chatting with Mark Davis letting lighting the world on fire rumors about him going to a school in Nashville to test it out for his kids everywhere he goes there's a quite a controversy Tom Brady this weekend went to a Syracuse basketball game with Julian Edelman and G- G- uh, Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> and the internet was stopped once again. Tom Brady oh, was no! seen. <laughs> mouthing after Julian Edelman with a fresh be- by the way completely different person with a shaved face mm-hmm. versus the bearded uh Julian Edelman handsome man but the beard is such an impressive one I would keep that thing full time but I understand if you want to see your face every once in a while Julian Edelman by the way massive come up for Julian oh my god he's oh got yeah. like a Gordon Hayward type come yeah. up whatever yep. yeah from Kent State to now handsome man obviously good friends with Tom Brady at the Syracuse basketball game sitting directly next to him they go to the camera shot Julian Edelman puts friend of his in a terrible spot by saying he's coming back he's coming back and then looks at him like "Ah, maybe we get an answer and tom brady either says he's not this guy or he's lying all of it could have been said by tom brady and yet again spur of the moment out of nowhere tom brady is playing this entire free agency thing perfectly like a maestro orchestrating the entire conversation about his free agency I think he might have said he's not. not. He said he's not. Either said he's he's not or this guy. If you have in your mind he said this guy, he potentially says this guy. Do you think he was talking about the waiter or maybe Jimmy Fallon? No, I don't think so, Zito. I like your optimism there. He could have potentially been talking about the waiter uh, or the server that was down there in the seats that he was sitting in. He's not coming back. He could have been talking about Jim. He's (laughs) he's coming back. He's coming. (laughs) He's not coming back potentially. But boy, Tom Brady looked disgusted with Julian Edelman for saying that. Julian Edelman then launched a t-shirt sale. Uh, Tom for 2020 campaign. A Tomocracy is what he called New England. I mean, I absolutely love Julian Edelman trying to profit off his friend here stirring the pot. And I love that Tom Brady handled this thing perfectly. As a New England fan, seeing Julian Edelman and Tom Brady not only have that moment, but also FaceTiming old friend of their Mike Vrabel, who is the Tennessee Titans head coach, who would be a perfect landing spot for Tom Brady. The more and more we think about it, the more and more I think about it, that A.J. Brown guy is all of a sudden quite a good... Mm-hmm. Impopular person to have on your team because Tom knows that he has a weapon. They have a great offensive line. You pay King Henry. Their defense is dominant. You got Mike Frabel, who's a very, very good friend of yours. You're FaceTiming him while at a game. This seems like it's potentially a perfect fit for old Tom Brady as a New England Patriots fan for your entire life. Connor Campbell, it has had to have sat in that this thing is over for the Tom Brady era in New England. It's almost as if they're making a mockery of New England fans of this point. You're talking about a guy who said something that we can't even figure out what he said. That's how well he's playing free agency. And it's not even a scripted moment. That was a moment that came completely candid in Tom Brady. I want to think that Tom Brady came in prepared with things that he could say that lip readers couldn't even figure out. If I say this guy, that kind of sounds like he's not. That kind of looks the same way. He has played this thing perfectly and that's why he's the GOAT. Not only on the field, but off the field. I love everything he's doing. I'm
2: starting to legitimately feel Bad for New England fans, like legitimately. Yeah. Don't, i I don't, well, no, I, I don't know though. You this is. I mean, he is cutter. completely dragging them through the mud, no, and, is, and and it's over. He I don't think it's his
0: fault. By the way, what? You don't think it's his fault for starring in that commercial? I'm not going anywhere, he says. I'm not going anywhere saying I'm going to still play football. I don't think him going to Nashville to potentially visit his friend <laughs> Vrabel and everybody saying, oh, it's he's coming here. I don't think him going to a UFC fight that everybody wanted to be at, by the way. Conor McGregor yeah. was fighting. Mm-hmm. Everybody, he goes there, he talks to Mark Davis. Hey, Mark Davis comes out to him. He's supposed to be a rude guy. Bang, the whole thing happens. Maybe Tom Brady hates how big this has become. That's why he looked at Julian Enman and goes, come on. Like, not now. But all he's done is just stir the pot even more. His answer on Instagram when they're saying who's he playing for next year he gives a look I love it and if he does leave this will be received worse than the decision was received in Cleveland and I cannot wait for that
2: you could tell, like, Julian knew he shouldn't have been doing what he was doing because w- when he was yelling, he's coming back. He was not looking at Tom. He was looking away because he did not want to see Tom's face when he was yelling. Julian
0: Edelman knows that that's a massive moment, too. <laughs> Julian Edelman knows. He says those two sentences, everybody's going to be talking about it, so he played that thing perfectly. He looks over at Tom at one point like, hmm, maybe you want to give your answer now. He doesn't. And why the hell is Jimmy Fallon there? <laughs> have we figured out why Jimmy <laughs> Fallon is there? Okay. Is there a little pick-me-up? Just, just in case there's a blowout at the game or oh. if there was something. Yeah. Oh. Snowstorm potentially exactly. in Syracuse. Yeah,
2: He's yeah. the uh, a guy delay. who the king used to have uh, come in and, and just keep him happy with jokes and stuff. Oh, jester. Court jester. He yeah. is a court jester for them.
0: I was told once by a person that was in power. You okay, Becker? Sorry, I something in my nose. So the um, <laughs> I was told once by somebody in power at a place I worked that... Don't be the jester. Don't stoop to these people's levels. That was an exact exact <laughs> sentence sent to me. I was like, jester sounds like a pretty good gig. <laughs> you just come around and make everybody happy. That sounds like a pretty good time. I think that's Fallon's role here. The jester, his finger that he broke whenever he was hammered, drunk. Yeah, and almost, almost ripped, ripped it off. On. Whenever he was on the the uh, table, that right? thing was just uh. bend around like a banana <laughs> thing around his ring, his middle finger. What a life Jimmy Fallon lives. Yeah, sitting there with Tom Brady and Julian Edelman. Just get wasted and just nah, I didn't want to say. <laughs> Jimmy Fallon's known to have a good time. Yeah. So maybe Tom Brady, Julian Edelman, and Jimmy Fallon just had a great time in Syracuse, New York, because that's where you'd want to go if you're doing exactly. That. Why are they at that game?
2: I have no idea. You know, I, it was. It was all planned out. Get this up was there. All planned out. Hey, they do not
0: report people for jumping on cars in Syracuse, New York. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Julian knows that. Julian's a hell of a player. Maybe he plays quarterback next year. Nobody knows what's going to happen. Bill Belichick said, I'm not even going to combine to look at quarterbacks. I got a defensive end down here at Middle Tennessee so that I'm going to check out in the middle of the rain. Yep. I respect that. Belichick's trolling now, too. Oh. Mm-hmm. You got Tom trolling, Belichick trolling. What's going to happen with the Patriots? Nobody knows. Is the dynasty over? Will one be able to survive without the other? Will one take a bet on himself to say, hey, the asterisk next to me that I couldn't do without this man will no longer be because I'm going somewhere else? That is the conversation that we have to have because it's Tom Brady, he's the GOAT, and it's the off-season. So sorry for interrupting this incredible conversation. I'm so happy and thankful that you're listening, and I want to let you know that people say you can't put a price on a good night's sleep. That is true. But those people are wrong. Wow, really? (laughs) 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 CBDMD did it with CBDPM, and now they're doing it again with a brand new way to put you out like a light. Like Like a a light. light. Like Like a a light. light slept through the flight i think is the next one cbd pm soft gels are a quick and convenient way to get the deeper sleep you deserve these soft gels contain the same award-winning formula as cbd pm giving you all the cbd melatonin and chamomile you're used to in a powerful pre-measured capsule See, CBD PM was that uh, tinker, like mm-hmm. you you, uh, you drip it underneath your tongue, you let it sit for 30 seconds, they had a nice mint flavor, you swallow it, you wash it down with some water, then you're out 30 minutes later. Now they're putting all of that into a capsule. So not only do you get the CBD recovery stuff, which is beautiful, mm-hmm. make your body feel better, you get the chamomile and the melatonin to put you out. Like a light. And to make trying CBDMD for yourself even easier, they're offering listeners of this show 25% off your next order when you use the code McAfee check, 25% off. My God. They're not going to make any money. And this shit does put you to bed, by the way. Mm -hmm. I use it every night. I used to have big time sleeping problem. Big time. Brain would never stop. I'd lay there right before I go to pass out. I'd start thinking about something. Boom, we're up for another hour. Oh, we're staring at the ceiling. This is fun. Everybody else in the house is asleep, including the dog that shits all over the place. He's asleep. Everybody's sleeping but me. Then I got a hold of the CBD PM, and it put me out like a light. Now they're putting it in capsules. Very, very thankful and excited for what CBD MD is doing. 25% off your next order when you use code McAfee at checkout at CBDMD.com. That's promo code McAfee for 25% off CBDMD.com. Superior CBD products from CBD MD. Let's get back to the show. And on the couch is a man who is a former number two overall pick in the NFL. Did you win the Heisman? No. Finalist of the Heisman. uh, A man who is. Should have. Literally seen it all. Literally seen it all done it all and now he's on the other side of it to not only motivate inspire but inform folks about the life that you can live versus life that you're currently living inspirational man guy who does actual motivational speaking and crushes it ryan leaf right. Thank you very much. ryan awesome i will say here. this in real life much more handsome and taller than we could have ever fathomed <laughs> very very attractive very very attractive man right now. Did not expect this when you walked in this place.
3: You know, it's uh, didn't expect it to when I walked out of prison. I saw that picture. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is this is you know I don't know. This has gone downhill in a hurry, and uh, I never thought I'd get back to a place where uh, you know. it Turns out you can go to a stylist, get a haircut. Okay, uh, you Looks can good. eat better yep. and uh, and diet and exercise, and those things translate into sometimes better looking, sometimes better skin. <laughs> Um, Sometimes uh, um, just, you know, more more validated than, than where you were when you were in prison stripes, I guess. I've, I've heard out. about all those yeah.
0: things. Very difficult to stick with, yes. though. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes. Very, not the same. Not,
3: right? not the same. But-
0: <laughs> I just pointed at my mugshot yeah. for those that are watching along. I have a
3: good one, too, though. Sorry. I
0: was about to say, if you don't know Ryan's story, what he just alluded to there was when he did 13 months?
3: 32. 30, oh, jeez. Three years.
0: Oh, That's a long time locked away. I've seen locked up and stuff like that.
3: It's not like that. No? No, it's like daycare for adults. You know, it's... uh... So,
0: okay. All right. So we've never talked to you about this. You, you told us in jail you were a uh, miserable person for a long time, blaming everybody else for other things. The guys even wanted to play catch with you at one time, and you said no to them. And then you found, like, fulfillment maybe in, for the first time in a long time in your life by teaching others to read in jail. It's an incredible story. You can check that out right now on our YouTube, youtube.com forward slash The Pat McAfee Show. Just look up Pat McAfee Show, Ryan Leaf. The conversation is necessary i think for a lot of people to hear but let's talk about it was not like locked up like i've seen um locked up abroad i've seen locked up i've seen 60 days in i i feel like everybody and a lot of people are intrigued by prison you were there for 32 months it's not like that
3: yeah ours wouldn't have been a very good reality show oh man i i, I slept till like 11 noon uh i woke up i
0: thought they turned the lights on at 8 a.m that
3: sounds awesome Nah. Leaving right. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. Why do you think why do you think people keep going back? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, very so, very different than uh,
3: Yeah, the- very different than what you think. It's it's not a deterrent, right? We're the most heavily populated prison um, population in in the world. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the rule is you get out, you go back. Because ultimately you have to do what you need to do to you know, feed your family or maintain your your high or however you go about things and commit criminal acts. But you know the, like the spot you're going back to is this is this prison where you get three meals a day. You got, you know, you got a roof over your head. You got, you know, a TV with 48 channels in the NFL red zone on the weekends. Ooh.
0: You know? No yeah.
3: way. Yeah. What? Jail's awesome. <laughs> right? I don't what? think we we're allowed to say that. I mean, you can't, I, I say it sometimes like, like I sat there, I, de- I, I deferred parole for, you know, I probably could have been out in nine months and I sat there for 32 because I was just so angry and so self-loathing and it was such a selfish act because my family was trying to get me out. Uh, they wanted me to be better and, and, and happy and all these things. and I just sat there thinking like, I'm doing everybody a favor. I'm doing my community a favor. I'm doing my family a favor. You know, I'm zero drama for anybody.
0: And for you, now, whenever you went to jail, obviously it was a big deal then. It wasn't social media era, but that would be, if that was to happen today, the story would be the number one story everywhere. Mm -hmm. Number two pick, one of the most promising football prospects in the history, uh, gets hit with an addiction, uh, problem, which leads him to doing wrongdoing to people, which ends up with a 32-month jail sentence. I mean, that would be a massive story. And I think what you've been able to do with that story and what you've been able to do with your mistakes by teaching others not to make the same is very noble. Like I, I Not a lot of people could do it because a lot of people do go back to jail. And a lot of people say, you know, I'd like to make the world better, but they ultimately can't do that. So the fact that you're last night speaking to the Minnesota Gophers and telling the, the great, great state of Minnesota and the P.J. Fleck Elite Row the Boat Squad over there yep. about what to do and what not to do. I think that's very noble of you,
3: man. Well, I, they, all those kids in that room, too, they just knew me as, like, the ESPN analyst who picked them before the year started to win the Big Ten West. Like, I was the first one on the boat.
0: Oh, they... <laughs>
3: they love So, like, PJ would stand by the door, and when the team would come in during the season, he'd be, like, getting them hyped up. He's like, hey, hey, who besides us thinks we can do it? And the whole team would just scream out, Ryan Leaf! <laughs> I love that. I didn't know that was a, they really told me the story, and I walked in, and the kids were telling me this. That the, this. That's all they knew me as. And so when I started breaking into my story yesterday, some of the looks on their faces were like – they didn't know any of that, right? Because these guys were born the year I got drafted. Oh.
0: And they probably weren't told? Like, hey, no. listen. this. They, line- also,
3: they also weren't told that I was coming, so it was a surprise last night. And they, they'll probably uh, post it on social media here the next day, but – the whole place went berserk when I walked in the door. That's so. gonna feel pretty good. It does. It's, it, it does feel <laughs> yeah.
0: good.
4: Absolutely. It's feel well that's why good. I like
3: coming here. Yeah. You know, I get the applause. You yes. did as you walked in the in there, You know, and for an egomaniac and a narcissist, that's always (laughs) really important. Okay,
0: let's talk about the egomaniac and the narcissist and kind of setting that aside for a bit. Right now is Combine Week. There's a lot of egos and narcissism in the city that we're currently in right now with the entire NFL here. But the Combine is a big thing trying to figure out who is and who are the players that can figure out how to be in the NFL, right? A lot of meetings with teams here. Now, the on-field workouts and Michael Turk, the punter, busting out 25 on the 225 that's all beautiful but i think here a lot of the information is gathered by the teams with the interviews with the players trying to learn as much as they can you did the combine process we're a very high prospect how was that entire process for you
3: uh it wasn't good okay it, you know it's a cattle call as you know yep i have never uh been the sveltest of men
0: that's good word yeah you
3: know so i didn't sam you know that back in the day we had the big, big shirts, like uh, the big baggy pants. So we didn't. Luckily for me, then, if we had to wear the like the spandex stuff back yeah. in the day, yep. oh, it would have looked bad.
0: <laughs> bad day for Ryan. <laughs>
3: bad leaf. day. Bad day. I have what people refer to as love handles, but we say leaf handles. And it's a genetic. <laughs> it's a genetic thing. My father gave me John Leaf. Shout out to you there. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, it wouldn't have looked good. Let's put it that way. I weighed in at two sixty eight.
0: That's very, that's Marcus Russell numbers. Yeah, yeah.
3: You're six foot, what though? You're tall. almost six, seven, six, six. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You're a tall six. six yeah. Like oh, yeah. It, I, in the I should of,
3: have been a tight end, I think. Really? Yeah.
0: You're just too good a quarterback that they didn't yeah. let you find your true home. Right, that's I was a just, shame. You
3: know, I know it is sometimes, <laughs> and it didn't. And it's probably the reason why I wasn't successful in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> if I just changed positions, that's probably it. You know, I'd be wearing a gold jacket right now.
0: And- <laughs> but at the combine, you probably, especially being a high draft pick, like right now, they're talking about the Redskins are meeting with Joe Burrow. They're meeting with Tua, and. By the way, not saying that they're interested in those guys. Some people want to meet all these players, so they have information on the players they're potentially going to be playing against for the next ten years. So a lot of that happens as well that doesn't get talked about. But a lot of teams meeting with a lot of people. Your particular draft, obviously, everybody remembers. Is it Peyton Manning or is it Ryan Leaf? Right. So I would assume the meeting with the teams was a massive deal.
3: Uh, yeah, and, and we, you know, Peyton and I both kind of talked to one another, and we really didn't, we didn't care too much about you know who we met with or what we did at that time we were we were calling the shots we were going to be the first or second pick in the draft so we both didn't work out here you know i was supposed to meet with the colts um the chicago bears had me go do an mri on my thumb that i had broken in high school and it happened to be during the time uh, of the meeting with the colts jim mora really took that as a slight and it became this huge news story that we were trying to manipulate our way out of Indianapolis and go to San Diego. Like, who would do that?
0: <laughs> San Diego was pretty nice. Yeah, pretty nice. <laughs> Indianapolis. I just want to let you know, great city. Great city. The weather, though, just can't compete with said weather in
3: San Diego. And I was thinking about that, right? So I had developed this sense of like, you know, how you know, success is money, power, and prestige, and where where is you know that going to fit in the most? And it's San Diego, right? The beach, the babes, the money. Mm. I was just like, that's where I belong. And I'm a West Coast guy, and I had family there. So
0: you skipped a meeting with the Colts on purpose?
3: It wasn't on purpose. It really wasn't. (laughs) We made it very clear that I wasn't necessarily interested in Indianapolis. Now, hey, the only reason why I was even an afterthought here is because Jim Irsay was, uh, you know, he loved the idea of of me, the kind of gunslinger, the -the out-of-the-box, edgy kind of guy that kind of fits his persona, right? Brother. Brother. Um, And even Hunter S. Thompson... I don't know if you guys. Oh yeah! Oh, yes. oh, yeah. oh, yeah. oh yeah! Love this. Ryan, guys, Jim
0: Murphy loves Hunter S. Thompson. As have well. you
3: guys seen the letter that he wrote? Hunter S., that Hunter S. Thompson wrote Jim Murphy before the NFL draft that year.
0: I, I saw he posted. It. I didn't yeah. read it. What's it saying there?
3: It's pretty much Jim. You need to. I will loan you the twenty million dollars to go get this kid. Ryan Lee. Do not get Peyton Manning. He will be broken in half in the first day. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much what he says. You Hunter
0: have, S. Thompson says this to yes. Jim Murphy.
3: This this letter was unearthed about a year ago while I was sitting at a Dodgers game. <laughs> I'm sitting at a Dodgers game with my wife. We're watching the game. Guy taps me on the shoulder. Said, "Hey, I grew up with Jim Mercy. I'm his buddy." And I'm like, "Oh, that's great." "Oh, you're sitting in good seats." "Oh yeah, we were." <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a I'm a I'm a live game snob. I have Hell yeah, yeah. It's just I have to be yeah. right. Well, right and also actually.
0: there's a bunch of people. You're a bigger man. I mean, it's hard not to be there.
3: Right. Yeah. So he taps me on the shoulder. And he tells Seeky. me the story. Right. And he's like, he's like, so I was working for he was working for AT and T or something like that. And I was overseas and and Jim was sending me correspondence about um, this draft, and he sent me this letter that Hunter S. Thompson had sent him. And I go, he goes, have you ever seen it? And I'm like, no, I've never seen it. And he then proceeds to.
0: Here it is, right here. Dear James, by the way, Hunter S. Thompson doesn't call Jim Merce Jim, he calls him James. Hey, Hey, by the way, boss move. Oh yeah, love that. Boss move, (laughs) love everything about that. Hunter S. Thompson, famed writer. Yes
3: drug user mm-hmm. that too he
0: uh fear, loathing. Loathing. fear yeah. and
3: loathing in las vegas is, yep.
0: is his story basically. johnny depp mm-hmm. dear james in response to your adult request for a quick 30 million dollar <laughs> loan to secure the <laughs> services of the manning kid i have to say no at this time but the leaf boy Is another matter. He looks strong and Manning doesn't, or at least not strong enough to handle the welcome to the NFL business for two years without a world-class offensive line. How are you fixed at left tackle? Or for the next few years, James. Think about it. <laughs> He's like questioning Jim Mercy in the middle of this. Think about it. You don't want a China doll back there <laughs> when the freak sap comes crashing in. Okay, let me know if you need m- some money for Leaf. I expect to be very rich when this debt movie comes out.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Your man.
0: faithful friend, Hunter S. Thompson. By the way, he was right. Yeah. About the, <laughs> he, was the right. he was right about the debt. Now- Peyton Manning, known gladiator in football. Yeah. I think he has like the most consecutive story. <laughs> the
3: ironic thing about it all is I missed my entire second season with an injury. <laughs> <laughs> so, but he hand, he, then he emailed me this letter. Yeah. You know, and I, so I went on the Rich Eisen show and I. Huh. Rich will be here Rich out. is going to be here too. Yeah. I went on the Rich Eisen show and we, we broke it that day that, uh, and we put this letter out there and it just went kind of like viral. Yeah, of course. And, uh, it's hilarious. I mean, it's Hunter S. Thompson. Come on now.
0: So you skipped a meeting with the Colts on purpose at the combine <laughs> because you wanted to go to San Diego. <laughs> Hunter S. Thompson was in your corner and you yeah. said no. But let's, you really did miss the meeting with the Colts and ultimately you ended up going number two to San Diego.
3: Right. And at the time I was, I was pleased with that and, uh, you know, I thought it was the best opportunity. I wasn't thinking clearly. I didn't realize that Marshall Falk and Marvin Harrison were in that locker room.
0: Were you utilizing um, anything at this point, or that had not started your? You mean drugs? Yeah.
3: No. No. I was as morally against people who did drugs or drank growing up than anybody. That's why the. That's why it's so ironic. Okay. I have only the only drug I've ever used in my life is Vicodin. I was in I was in Amsterdam traveling once and I used marijuana. because when in Rome, right? Yeah, you have to. You know? Yeah, that's bad. And and I went and saw Batman Begins and I freaked the Ooh. you know, freaked out <laughs> and 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 I never used it again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Batman Begins ruined your entire relationship with marijuana? Yes, it did. Same thing happened to me with Cloverfield.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I you know, that had never been an issue. You know, drinking, you know, I was a binge drinker in college where you just, you know what, you go out with your buddies and A to B. Yeah. You yep. know, so it wasn't you know, I, I went out to get messed up. I didn't Go out to, like, boy, this McCarty 151 tastes so good.
0: <laughs> and I can breathe fire with it. Yes. <laughs> this, is, this
3: is awesome. You know, it was exactly what it's always been for me, and it was a a way to self-medicate. Yeah. And I was introduced to the Vicodin, of course, plain. You know, you are. The doctors give it out like candy, um... And but I never abused it. My you know, my first drug of choice was competition. I competed at everything. So
0: overly competitive you'd say?
3: Yeah. yeah. Like
0: uh like miserable to be around overly yeah,
3: competitive. Yeah, really uh was not you know, you know, the quarterback, the star quarterback's always usually the popular kid in school. I was not. My hometown disliked me greatly. Yeah. You know. Uh when they came out with a vote during the Heisman Trophy ceremony, who who do you who do you want to win the Heisman Trophy? My hometown voted me to finish fourth, I think. So <laughs>
0: Hey, hey, you beat them, though. You came in second, didn't you?
3: I came in third. I beat, oh, yeah. And you still
0: beat them, though. I beat
3: Randy Moss, which is uh, crazy. <laughs> oh, boy,
0: <Ryan. laughs> that is my favorite. Oh, yeah. We're happy. We're definitely hey, happy yeah. for you. Hey, we're definitely happy for you. Woo! But Randy Moss was my favorite player growing
3: up. Yeah. He, well, he should have won the Heisman Trophy. He, are you kidding me? That what did he did, at Marshall? Yeah. That year? That's uh, yeah. tough,
0: though. The thing is because he was probably yeah. at Marshall is why they didn't do So,
3: try, But then the only defensive player ever to win was Charles Woodson, and he won it our year. I mean, if anything, Peyton comes back. He has a great season. They win the SEC. Peyton Manning deserves the, the Heisman Trophy.
0: There's you sitting uh, with Charles Woodson and Peyton Manning. You told Randy Moss to get out of the photo.
3: Yeah, I said you're not going to finish uh, ahead of us to so leave. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> why so I showed up at the ceremony with glasses on, because he was just like, you know, I can't be here.
0: Let's get to Alex in California real quick. Alex, what's up, bub? Hey, how's it going, Pat? Hey, life's good, man. Feel good uh, Friday. The reason I'm calling in
2: today is I wanted to talk about uh, Jalen Hurts. You know, what a story, right? Started at Alabama, then uh, enters the transfer portal after the whole 2 national cool. championship fiasco. Uh, then, you know, goes to Oklahoma – finishes second in the Heisman voting, and then goes to the combine.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we know, we know, we know Jalen Hurts' story. He ran a four-five-nine forty, which is, by the way, fast forty for a quarterback. Quarterbacks are not training on running forties,
3: by the way. What Cole McDonald's run? Four-six-eight. Okay, so I thought they said Jalen Hurts was the fastest quarterback. Well,
0: not that might have been the unofficial timing. uh, You know, the mm -hmm. unofficial, the official official timing. Remember, those can be anywhere from point three off from each other, right? Right. I mean, that that is real because you got some people timing it. Like, I think Mayock used to time it for the NFL Network and then that was like the one that everybody heard basically mm-hmm. because it was going out there and then they would find out like, oh, the official one was like point 0.2 off or point 0.1 off because that's not an easy thing to do. Yeah, either. I was
3: on the flight last night at Delta and I'm just sitting there with the, <laughs> with the thing and the lady next to me is going, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm a scout
4: <laughs>
3: and I'm and these are official. All right, so
0: when this flight attendant, this one, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get her from the front yep. all the way to the back and as soon as she touches that back, well, I'm going to get it. I'm trying to practice here for the forty, but it's real though. Those things can be a little off. I don't think the forty really matters for a quarterback much, aside from if you're going to run an RPO style offense. But right now, the, well, who's quarterback, the MVP, uh, Lamar Jackson, for and he's sure, fast. and I think J- Jalen Hurts could be a weapon in that particular fashion. Yep. So, but the difference between a four five eight to a four six five, don't think that's big of a deal. Whenever it comes to you know some stuff, but the quarterback situation coming out of this draft class, everybody says Joe Burrow lock it in as number one to the cincinnati Bengals. conversation has moved to tua like okay is miami going to try to get him is detroit going to take him uh and now there's conversations chatting about the washington redskins need to take him at number two when chase young who's potentially a generational talent at defensive end is sitting there and you just drafted a quarterback a year before but it's a whole new operation over there so that doesn't matter we obviously asked you about your quarterback picks and your quarterback thoughts going into this draft we had jordan palmer yesterday he's working with love he's working with joe burrow he's working with a lot of them got to hear a lot of him chatting about it but i'd like to hear yours as a person who's not working with these players your thoughts on the quarterbacks in this draft who do you think is going to succeed who isn't going to succeed and why
3: well jordan has me jordan had me down last friday to speak with joe and cole and steven and and love and that crew so you know i got a chance to to work with them a little bit because i wasn't going to be able to hear be here i'm normally here with the quarterbacks to mentor them with the nfl legends community Oh, that's awesome but they moved it to prime time on Thursday. Usually the quarterbacks went later in the week. And I was like busy uh, speaking this week leading up to it. So I didn't get a chance to. So I wanted to get down and see those young men, talk to them, see what they were thinking. Because, you know, they're exactly in the same spot I was, you know, 22 years ago. True. Right there. In, in particular, Joe Burrow. And so I wanted to kind of hear where his mind was. And he is so – there is a, a swagger to him that is special. But it is not overwhelming arrogance. Like, off the field, like in that moment, most, you know, big-time quarterbacks, when I go to their schools to talk, they look at me and think, well, that's a great story, but that will never be me. Got you. So they don't interact. Where Joe was simply notebook open, questions, and just same, same way that uh, Patrick Mahomes was and Deshaun Watson were when I mentored those guys three hmm. years ago here at the Combine. Wow, that's awesome to hear. It is, and that's why I I, I have a top five right now of, of who I think are at the quarterback position. Uh,
0: Hold on, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Ryan Leafs, top five quarterbacks of this year's draft class.
3: Well, first, it's Joe Burrow, and it doesn't mean it's Cincinnati Bengals. Um, if I'm him, and this is where he'll have the most leverage any rookie will have, um because of the rookie salary cap right i mean it's it's capped you know what you're getting you can't you can't withhold your play for more money or something like that so now it's about determining where you go and i know it's home but the cincinnati Bengals uh systematically have proved to be not a contender and if i'm somebody who has that kind of leverage at the top right now i go to my agent i say you make sure i'm hiring you for a reason right make sure you go make sure i go number one but, make sure it's to a contender. You figure it out. This is your job. that would be, by
0: the way, because that has been a conversation that has been happening for the last few weeks. It's right. like it's leaked out and and Joe had to answer questions to it just a couple days ago where he said, i this is all what other people have said. I will play anywhere. I am a a football player. I'm a player. By the way, great answer by him. He had to answer it that way. But now, if you start thinking about it from an outside standpoint and you're like thinking for Joe Burrow, even though Joe Burrow might not be thinking this way, but if you're thinking for him, it's like, hey, If you think back to a couple players that have made this decision, Eli Manning said, I'm not going to go there. I'm going to go over there. Phillip Rivers goes there. And they basically, if if you look at it, pretty similar careers. One of them has two Super Bowls, though. The other one does not. And I'm not saying that it was a good decision to do what he did. That team has obviously since left that city and gone to another place. And I'm not saying Cincinnati would ever leave. The Bengals would ever leave. But I think being in an organization that, and this is, I don't know who said this. Somebody said it and that was related to Joe said committing to winning. Like that's a real thing in the NFL. There are some organizations that you know, like, okay, there's winners, winners here. Like whenever people would come to the Colts and they get inside of our building, they would say like, oh, like this is a winning or like, it's just different in some places. And the Bengals, although they had success there for a little bit, haven't proved to be a contender, a perennial contender, which could that change with the talented Joe Burrow? Possibly. Could that change with Zach Taylor? Maybe. But if you're thinking for Joe Burrow, you're like, that place, there's no indoor facility. I mean, it's just like, that seems like such a petty thing, but it's real. It's like, do they really care about winning in that place if they're not willing to invest in the actual product? I don't know. That'll be interesting to see what happens. It
3: will be. And I'm interested to see how it plays out because uh, after meeting the young man and then watching him perform all year long, I, want, I just want the best for him. Hell yeah. I'd like to
0: see him a lot. He's a player. I'd
3: love to see him in an atmosphere where he can be exciting and win uh, right away. And, uh, and, and sometimes the best players go to bad spots, but then you got generational players, the likes of Peyton Manning, who go to a Colts place that wasn't known for winning at the time, mm-hmm. but a guy can translate and turn a program into a winner where people now walk into that facility and go okay this this feels like a winning atmosphere
0: which by the way joe burrow could do for cincinnati as yeah. an ohio kid we're not ruling that out i'm not saying but the conversation has been like man it would be nice to see him go to a good place who's so, got
3: at number two and number two i got justin herbert out of oh, Oregon. air bear yeah air bear he is well he's somebody i've got to see very closely covering the pac-12 for the last three years and he's gradually gotten better he came back he spurned the nfl and all its millions a year ago probably would have been the second guy drafted a year ago He comes back, not only does he lead his team to a Pac-12 championship, he wins the Rose Bowl and is an MVP. He goes out and dominates the Senior Bowl, his MVP down there and a captain. He comes to the Combine, and I always knew at the Combine that guy was going to just blow it away because he measures like crazy. His arm strength is like a howitzer. He does all the right things. He is as smart as anybody. He won the Campbell Award this last year, which is the academic Heisman, essentially. Hmm he is oh so he's like a brainiac he's a special special young man
0: he has that look about him though and and I think I'm not the only person that says this I think a lot of people and by the way I only got to see him in that Pac-12 championship game which they lost right
3: no they thumped Utah
0: oh they won that game Mm.
3: yeah because Utah was going to the final four because you were You were questioning
2: Utah all year and then you've... Oh, yes, yes.
0: Okay, so that was... But they were showing Air Bear close up and I looked at his face and it was like almost like his body language in his face. I was like, is that guy... The guy. And I, because I heard about him, I didn't get a chance to see him all year, but I, like I heard about him and I watched him put on a good, like I watched him throw balls at like, good, but I, and it's, I was like, I don't know if his body language is the guy. And then now that we've heard him talk a little bit, he seems like he's a little bit of a shy guy almost. Like, is, is that accurate? Am I- yeah, I
3: mean, I think he's a little bit of an introvert, but I mean, when he's around his teammates, they love him, huh? They love him. And if you watch what he was doing with uh, the wide receivers and the other players that were benching, he was in there firing them up. Great hair. Getting them ready. Oh, great hair. He's, <laughs> he didn't get the memo from the likes of Cole McDonald and Anthony Gordon to do the combine cut, they call it. What's that? The uh, where you, you get the clean cut Tom oh, Cruise look? You know, yeah, for, they
0: told me to do that for my court.
3: Yeah, they told me. To cut, told me to I, cut. I just I I went the other direction. I went Unabomber. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just beard down to here, air down to here. Yeah, yeah. I was like Judge, throw the book at me,
0: yeah. please.
3: I was. I was like, get me out of here, man. Yeah. This is this world. I can't live in it.
0: Well, I'm happy you came back on the other side of that. So you got Air Barrett two.
3: I got Air Barrett two. Okay. Uh, at three, uh, who do I have? I have three. I got Jordan Love. Okay, from Utah State,
0: seventeen interceptions last year. I, but was forced to make plays. Jordan Palmer told us yesterday he was in a position where they basically told him like, "Hey, you're the only draftable guy we probably have. You have to make plays." Look
3: at the Wake Forest game to open the season. That will give you the best representation of what the young man's capable of doing. He had to, you know, he had to try to make plays. Uh, Josh Allen, very similar to what Josh Allen had to do at Wyoming the year before, and he outclassed Allen in terms of statistics at Utah State last year. So. I think that he has probably the most upside to anybody of where he's at right now. His ceiling is much higher than everybody else's. And therefore, it's one of those spots where a team moves up to maybe 10, like they did with Patrick Mahomes. Andy Reid knew what he had. He saw it. He knew what was going on there. They moved up, grabbed him at 10, and uh, in a way they went.
0: Todd McShay. Is betting Mel Kuyper five thousand dollars that love goes ahead of Air Bear. In your picking, you do not have that. You have no. Airbear ahead of love.
3: So give Mel Kuyper the five thousand now, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> and uh you know Who's these, guys, for? these draft gurus, you know, they think they know everything. I think Mel Kuyper had me as the best guy in the draft. In 97, so uh, what the hell? <laughs> my draft story with
0: Mel Kiper, he tried to ruin my best day of my life. Yeah. Uh, he's going to be carrying Vinatieri's bags and all this stuff. It was like, well, I'm getting drafted to punt.
3: But didn't you do that? I did, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and they, so That's gonna, what we should do, yeah. though. Our, we should be kind to our elders. I agree. Yeah.
0: Carry the helmets, carry the things, yeah. bring the liquor for the plane, the whole thing. You got to do what you got to do as a rookie.
3: Junior Seau, uh came into my room during training camp, and I couldn't. I was watching film, and I was about to be the starter. And he came, in and he and he was really he was so sweet about it. Uh, you know, it not really because he knew I was going to be the starting quarterback. I wasn't going to haze the starting quarterback like like everybody else's rookies got haze. So he came in, and said, hey, I'm going to take the defense out to dinner, and you're buying. Give me your credit card. And so I gave him my credit card, and uh, he took the defense out to dinner. And that was my that was my remember my rookie hazing. Now the story that's
0: very nice of him, by yeah. the way, because you probably won over the entire literally. You paid them, but you won over the entire defense, I assume, pretty immediately.
3: Yeah, Rodney Harrison was on that t- on that defense. Um the story got they spun go out. You. What's that? They go without you. They yeah. just took your credit card. Yeah. That's I, weird. I I got the <laughs> it, <kind of> got, <laughs> it, it was it, weird. You kind of got punked there. Right?
0: You should have at least enjoyed some food.
3: Right? Well, I was watching film. I was getting ready for the uh for uh, okay, the yeah. Buffalo Bills.
0: By the way, I think I think that's something else you should have said. Like, hey, maybe we watch film instead of Take he, my credit card to dinner. He,
3: he, he didn't need to. This was part of it. I wanted to be the funny thing. The sto- no, I respect the fact that you did. The this. story spun out that he stole my card. <laughs> Oh,
0: that he came in and said, Give Stole me that.
3: it. No, like like he came in when I wasn't there, took it, went mm. and, and then surprised me with this bill. And then I was really, really upset because we got into it at practice later in the week after I think I threw a pick and he lit me up or something like that, which it was it's just practice. Junior practice like a bat out of hell.
0: Well, he's a great player. So
3: that was the story that got spun out and was there for years and years and years. And I just never, I, I always corrected it, but no one, I don't know if anybody, but I was like, that never happened.
0: Well, I'm happy we cleared that air right now, by the way.
3: And I know that everybody watches this show, so everybody will know that now.
0: Well, Junior Sale did not rob Brian Lee. (laughs) Yes. That needs to be said. And when they got into a scuffle, it's just strictly two competitive humans battling what was happening on the play, not what happened a couple of days ago when everybody else ate on his dime.
3: And I I find that, uh, um, you know, he was probably one of the best possible teachers for me that I didn't utilize. Yeah. And that's something that I talk to these rookies about when they're coming into the league. Like, I don't care if you're the first pick in the NFL draft. It starts all over. You go into that room, and you go find the guy that's played 10, 12 years who showed you how he can be a professional and get it done, and you go ask him how you did it, and then you follow his advice verbatim.
0: Yeah, it's a smart move. Everybody tells the young guys to do this, and a lot of young guys don't I listen. didn't. I was very lucky to be with Vinatieri. Yep. So when I see Vinatieri get in like the hot tub before practice – I'm like, oh, it's because he's old. And then like a couple years in, I'm like probably gonna hit that hot tub before right? <laughs> and then when you see him get in the cold tub after every single practice and then when you see him go through an entire stretch thing i'm like i don't have to i'm not as old as he's like he's old and then like a couple years into it's it, the reason like,
3: why he's old and playing <laughs> like, yeah.
0: i should probably do what he's doing so like i was very lucky to be under the wings of that guy i would assume if you, a lot of people had to go back to be like i wish i would ask the og a little bit more questions so you're not the only one now let's get back to your list because we do have to get to a break
3: okay you have one um I've won Joe Burrow, two Justin Herbert, three Jordan Love, four Jacob Eason. Do you, you, Tua
0: is not. But we're at the fourth best one, and a guy that nobody has talked about being potentially drafted higher than Tua, Jacob Eason. You still don't have Tua in this thing, Jacob Eason. By the way, congrats being on Ryan Leaf's top four. <laughs> I'm happy for you to be a great NFL quarterback. I assume five has to be Tua then.
3: Five's Cole McDonald out of Hawaii. This is wild. Wow.
0: <laughs> Listen, I I love the island of uh, of the islands of Hawaii. Who
3: wasn't? I mean, who doesn't? You were just there, right? Literally
0: just there. Yeah. I'm getting married there. I got engaged there. I love the place. Great spirit, you know everything like that. But I I just I'm not 100 percent sure that anybody would say that the quarterback for University of Hawaii is better than a quarterback from Hawaii in Old Tua Tonga Valoa. And you're saying no, not even top five. Why is that?
3: I I just I have I have reservations around him at the next level. Wow. And it's nothing about his personality, his ability. There's something that I... It's in my gut that I just don't think it's going to translate to the NFL. And I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm old takes exposed. I hope that this is what this is, right? Five years from now, the guys won a Super Bowl and everybody's like, what the hell was that, that Leaf? No, Leaf's an idiot. We've known that for a long time. <laughs> we've and been now, saying it for a long yeah, time. We've been saying it for a long time and now this is like actual fact to it. I hope I'm absolutely wrong. The, the inability to make it through a season in the SEC conference and the type of injuries – the surgeries that exist with the best talent around him. Now, don't get me wrong. There's going to be good talent. But if you go to the Detroit Lions and Matt Patricia, you know, you're not going to be protected. Look at Matt Stafford. Just got
2: broken back. Broke his back.
3: You know, that's something that can happen. It's the NFL, by the way. It is the NFL. And I just – I am – that's why I have him. I don't know where I even put him because if I don't think he's going to be a success at the NFL level, how can I, like, just throw him in there at five because maybe just – but I don't think that's the case. Wow. So for me, it's it's a little different. Uh, and I've gone out of a limb on this. And I may be completely wrong. It's a feeling that I have. And I think it's a feeling that a lot of people have but aren't willing to actually voice it because he's just been so darn good. He might be one of the most accurate oh, look, passers look. I've seen in the NFL. I
0: don't need to hear you back off this one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, by the way, I don't think I would draft Tua ahead of Burrow, but I would draft Tua to sit for a year and get healthy and watch a veteran play and see if he can handle himself. But four surgeries in 2 years and when it happened, even I said it like that is alarming.
3: Who is that? Is that Detroit to sit behind Stafford for a year?
0: Uh, anywhere. But he goes to Miami sit behind Fitzpatrick for a year. You know what I mean? I think there's a lot of places where he could potentially do that. I'm
3: afraid if he goes to Miami all of a sudden a year from now he looks like a beatnik with a beard like Fitzpatrick. <laughs> <isn't he?
0: laughs> so sorry to interrupt. Um, we hope you're enjoying today's show, honestly. Mm -hmm. Like, we hope you are listening going, you know what? Not a bad show here.
2: Pretty good little show.
0: Pretty good little show these guys are. If you're enjoying it, please tell a friend or two. If you're not enjoying it, just act like it, you know, just act like it never happened. Mm -hmm. Just act like you uh, fell asleep for the amount of time that you're choosing to listen to this. Don't tell anybody about it. But if you like the show, we would like a gorilla-like marketing, boots on the ground, mission impossible. Go tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to be a friend to listen to the show. Now, it's time to talk about getting a little professional. The Black Tux believes every groom deserves a better experience when it comes to finding formal wear. A suit or tuxedo for their big day. Do you know that time? I
2: did not. I like it though.
0: Did you know the Black Tux was actually started by two guys who had one of the worst tuxedo fittings you could imagine?
2: Hmm. You don't say.
0: It turns out that they aren't alone in this frustration. Just listen to these one-star reviews that are on comp- competitor tux shops that shall not be named. Okay. Okay. These are competitor tux shops to the Black Tux. Reviews on their stores and how they operate. Okay. We've all gotten fitted, by the way. And it's always terrible mm-hmm. Look like Spongebob Square Especially when you're built like me You know I'm a little bit of a brick shit house. I got a barrel of an upper body So they just give me Just a piece of tarp basically And they <laughs> cut it down And it's a square bottom I'm like well this is disgusting Normally it ends up with me Tapering it a little bit myself But then I don't get my deposit back mm, yep. It's just It's a nightmare of an experience And the Black Tux is trying to fix that Here are some reviews For competitor Tux shops To the Black Tux Go elsewhere This place is terrible Unless you're dressing like your grandpa For Halloween
2: not a ringing endorsement.
0: We felt weird buying a suit from somebody so unhappy. We were afraid his bad vibes might follow us to our wedding day, so we left.
4: Hmm.
0: Listen, don't, don't shop from miserable people. Don't shop and look like a goddamn grandpa for <laughs> Halloween. What I love about the Black Tux is that they have an easy online ordering process that brings your suit or tuxedo straight to you. Just pick a style at theblacktux.com and request a free home try-on so you can feel the fit and quality before you commit. And if online isn't your style, the Black Tux has showrooms all over the country where you can find your fit and plan your look. From there, they'll ship your order two weeks before your wedding so you can check it out one last time. Talk about commitment. Whether you're buying your outfit or looking to rent, you won't find a formal wear experience or designs like the ones you'll find at the Black Tux. If you want your wedding to be remembered for the the right reasons order your suit or tuxedo at theblacktux.com and enjoy 10% off with code PET. that's theblacktux.com code PAT for 10% off your purchase the black tux formal wear for the moment making the pilgrimage to indianapolis for the combine week ryan lee former number two overall nfl draft pick and the voice of the nfl a man whose voice radiates through microphones and televisions and when he runs and speaks the world gets better ladies and gentlemen rich thank
3: you so much that was substantially <laughs> a better introduction, than just pointing that out. Yeah, but day. I was never the number two overall pick in a draft, right? Yeah, I yeah. guess not. I mean, Not too many people have been, I think. <laughs> there you go, Ryan.
5: Hey, out of the Ryan. If you could do the math about how many drafts there have been. How many been, drafts have
3: there been? 50? Um, 67. There you go. So I'm one of 67.
5: You're one of 67. And later on, you'll be one of 68.
3: He yeah. D- uh. That was not accurate. They're, they're, you sure? Yeah,
0: hundred percent. We do not have a. Did you just throw that out? There? Oh, it yeah. sounds wow. about right, though, doesn't it? <laughs> that, well,
5: I mean, I'm trying to think here about up, common draft. Um, no, there's definitely been more than 67 drafts. Yeah,
3: it was hundred years of football, right? This guy. Well, a yeah, hundred <laughs> I mean, years of football, but not, not yeah, hundred
5: years of the draft. You no. cannot
0: let that happen. Which is, I mean, I understand. First goes, one was
2: 1936.
0: Okay. First draft was thirty six. No, eighty four years. I
3: was told there would be no math on the Pat McAfee <laughs> yes. show. I think that's eighty four. years. I think years, that's right? implied that there's no math on the Pat McAfee <laughs> show. But
0: I just did great math, by the way. Just
3: but was. Was. and
2: who knows
0: if there was drafts during World War II? So we got to
3: think about there that. Definitely, was. there, there was, definitely. was a
2: draft.
0: But
3: uh, anyways, the NFL draft. <laughs> yes, yeah, right. It. Oh, guess what we did in the first hour? What did you do in the first hour? We showed the Hunter S. Thompson letter.
5: How great is that story? Incredible. Ryan came on the show, was that like two summers ago or something like that? Yeah. And you're like, I got this letter from Hunter S. Thompson that he wrote to James Ursay. James Ursay. yeah is that one of the greatest awesome. ar- artifacts of sports <laughs> and pop culture
0: awesome he he was right about the Johnny Depp movie making him a lot of money I assume he made
5: no they made that, no money they made no money on that actually oh so he was wrong and everything and part of he that right? wrong on the whole letter
0: Hunter S Thompson well
5: no he was correct about sap coming to wreck <Yeah>. <laughs> he was spot on that Sap was going to come wreck somebody. But other than that... But he'd
3: already been doing that, so that was not necessarily being I know, yeah. you know he'd proficient already, in what he'd was about established, to happen. Yes, yes. He yeah. already
5: established himself as the QB killer by that point. Which
0: as the Combine, this is something you're... I mean, deeply a part of. Yes. I, I mean, your voice is something that has talked over a lot of future superstars in the NFL's <laughs> workouts. In that's, hushed
5: tones. No, that's yeah. real. It's
0: like golf, though, the right. way you'd have to do it. Because, yes. But back in the day, nobody outside the NFL network was even allowed in the building. So, Correct. So your voice and what you were seeing was the only way people could see a lot of things. So you are a part of a lot of history with the Combine. This year yes, feels like there's more conversations about what could potentially happen in the quarterback world than of the past, or am I wrong in thinking?
5: Well, because... I think uh, you're not wrong, uh, but I think it's because this is the greatest quarterback free agency period we're ever going to see. Awesome. I mean, other than Peyton Manning being up for grabs uh, several years ago, um, but he had a neck problem, as we all remember, that might have tamped down his uh, market, and also he didn't want to go to an entire conference because he didn't want to be in the same conference as his brother, apparently. So all that together – You've got Tom Brady and Phillip Rivers and um, – and, and Teddy Jam- and Te- Well, Jameis might be in play. And, yeah. and
3: Breeze was until he made the decision. Right.
5: So, Which made
0: Teddy and Taysom potentially.
5: And I mean. Derek Carr could be in play if the Raiders do go a free agent route. Um, but Brady looms over all of this because you've got the GOAT saying, uh, I'm, I'm open for all ideas right now, supposedly. And if the Chargers do get him, and I think they – Absolutely need him in the worst possible way, because they're opening up this beautiful new stadium that the Rams have paid mm-hmm, for, mm-hmm. and the Chargers. I, I, look, I've lived in Los Angeles since 2003. I've met one diehard Chargers fan. <laughs> <laughs> He's Doctor Bobby Katz, who delivered all three of my children. And well, I guess you're you're another one, I'm Ryan? A diehard. Okay, Chargers. there you go. Yeah. So we're now it's now doubled the number of people that I've met <laughs> from Los Angeles. That's significant. You um, and, doubled and 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 number my 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 three beautiful children um, have never asked me about a Chargers game once, ah. but if Tom Brady comes, they'll want to go. They'll want a jersey. They'll want all of that. The billboards will be everywhere. And for relevance in the Los Angeles market, as they're opening up this stadium, you only get one shot at it.
0: We talked to we talked to Tom Telesco earlier this week. He formerly with the Colts, now obviously general. Banger. And what
5: did he what did he uh, cough up?
0: <laughs> well, he told us.
5: Everything. <laughs> I must have missed that episode of the oh, Pat McAfee show.
0: Rich, he told us right. everything. He said, listen, not saying no to Tom Brady. And then he, right. he, said. he, did right. and then he even said like, hey, we got a backup Tyrod Taylor winning football player. And we're like, oh, so maybe him. He's like, maybe. And then he said, anything is on the table right now. I don't think Tom Brady is out of play for the Chargers. That is a move I think they have to make. When Peyton was up, the Rams are going to L.A. A lot of conversation was like, hey, new team in L.A. Right. Let's get Peyton there. They'll sell tickets. That, that was a conversation the rumors that were happening. He obviously ends up with Denver, but the Chargers need something. And if it's Tom Brady, it's immediate relevance if that is what happened.
5: Well, again, the Rams were in the NFC and the word on the yeah. street was that he didn't want to uh, have to make... Maybe prevent his brother from going to the Super Bowl. I respect it, and so I don't. But I guess I get it. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it's true or not. That was part. And of And he the didn't room. want
0: the Monday Night Football job because he wants to about it. Yeah. I love how much Peyton loves his brother, but it's like for the sake of like the fans, like. Manning brothers, right? Peyton talking about Eli during a game, awesome, because mm-hmm. he'd be emotional in there. Peyton playing Eli in a potential NFC championship, awesome for the fans.
3: Better Perhaps if they played in the Super Bowl, though, too. Maybe he was thinking about that. Well,
5: that's Probably. what he wanted to do. He wanted to
3: like, – apparently. Apparently. Although uh, uh, he he did um, work
5: out for Jim Harbaugh and the Niners at the time, too. So they were in the NFC. Yep. And look, I mean, Brady can uh, go to Los Angeles, and that team, as we all know – uh, destroyed the Ravens In the playoffs A couple years ago We're supposed they got, to beat The Patriots Before they got destroyed By yeah. New if England If it's
3: not If it's not about They finished 12 and 4 If they don't lose The tiebreaker To Kansas City They're the number 2 seed Correct Number 1 Sorry Number 1 seed Of course the home field advantage Wouldn't be the same there In Carson As it is in Arrowhead yes. But They had to go on At the road
4: the home Of the
3: Jeez. I can tell you right now, the worst game I've ever played in my life in Arrowhead Stadium. Okay, third game of my career. In fact, I think my career was over after that game. But <laughs> well, you were not told these things, right? You're standing on the sideline. You are it not freaks to- you out, right? It oh, freaks you out. It's like a bomb. It's, it, it, like, it's it, like a flyover. You're really, like, well, where, did that come, where did that come from? And I like literally looked right. at people, and I'm like, I am like, I my know. focus is gone. It's Why awesome. didn't you tell me this was going to happen, <laughs> yeah. people? Yeah, I agree, right?
5: Actually, the first Thursday night game we ever did. On NFL Network was a Thanksgiving night in Arrowhead uh, where by the way uh, Schefter had a big huge ass scoop before the game that no matter what Jake Plummer was going to do that night Jake Cutler was getting the job the next week (sighs) to the point where Pat Bolin came and went to our trailer in the parking lot our green room in the parking lot looking for Schefter oh and it was obvious to me that the future Hall of Fame owner of the Broncos had been scooped by Schefter himself he had no idea that this was actually happening according
0: to my sources no matter what happens Dude, tonight talking, on Thursday
5: Pat Bowen like strode up like on, on a with his cool ass leather jacket, his cool ass shades, <laughs> everything was cool. This guy was like literally looking for the horse that he probably just got off of. Drive, no, drive his horseback to come find us. It was amazing, um, but anyway, that night Mariucci warned us. He goes, "When they do Home of the, get ready for it." because he didn't know about it the first time. He was a coach there, and it freaked him out. They're
0: an awesome fan base. I mean, an incredible fan base. like seeing them have success this year and success to come. They're about to break off Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is a guy that you just talked about, somebody maybe a quarterback slipping to 10 or something like that, just like Pat. If you look at the top of this draft class, Joe Burrow, people now are talking about – the number two pick with the Washington Redskins, they should think about taking Tua, even though they drafted Dwayne Haskins last year, and they got Chase Young sitting there, a potential generational talent. Right. There feels like there's a lot of potential moves in his top five to happen. I mean, Joe Burrow had to answer questions on whether or not he would play in Cincinnati. Well, he brought that on himself.
3: Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, mean the, he talked the, about the leverage part me, of it. Uh, and
0: Jordan Palmer, Carson Palmer's brother's training him. I mean, there's Well, a lot. I
5: mean, let's take this one by one here. The leverage part of it. You're slotted. You know how much money you're going to make. You know how long the contract's going to be. The only word leverage comes into play is if you exact it to try and not go there. Oh, right? yeah. So if you drop leverage, we all, we're, we all get it. We okay. all understand what you're saying. The other thing, too, is that um, when, when asked about it, he goes, if they take me, they take me. Now, Pat. Now, he- you, no, Pat, yeah. you just got engaged, correct? Okay, but, Hey, good all for right. me, by the way. Congratulations, Thank by you. the way. Hey. Right? right. Hey. You just got engaged.
0: Hey, hey, hold on. Ty just got engaged. Hey! Thank you. Hey, there's on. love all around in this room, man. Dig just got engaged. Hey.
5: What about you, slackers, in the back? They're married to the game. not even get a date. They're married to the game. Okay. They're married to each other. The yeah. reason why I bring all this ah. up, and everybody out there in the Pat McAfee show, listening and viewing audience, yeah. You all are getting engaged, right? Or you just got engaged. What if you heard secondhand through a friend of your fiance, Sam, your fiance's, uh-huh. okay? You found out through a friend that when it was apparent you were about to engage to be married to this woman. Uh-huh. Her response to her friend was if he proposes, he proposes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not ideal. Not very pumped. Right? Like, well, I think that's, that's not what you want yeah, but, but to he, hear. But what he said this week, now he had to answer a lot of these questions. Yes. What he said this week was, I don't want to presume that I'm the number one pick. They have their he process. Nailed there. it. Yeah, he did very well in his answer. By the way, great haircut, too. Mm. The mic stand that you guys gave him was right <laughs> in the middle of his eyeball, <laughs> which was kind of tough to watch, but he did. I'm didn't. not in
5: charge of the audio visual. <laughs> not in charge but of he, the audio visual. I
0: think he handled that very, very well. A Un- lot of questions. I agree. Us. He said the right
5: things until you parse it all down of saying, Okay, I just didn't assume I was gonna be number one overall. I'm just a humble man. For those of I'm us- a humble man, but then you parse it all down. I'm like, so then when you said leverage. You said leverage, what are you talking about? Like it doesn't square. For those of us that don't so- remember, oh,
0: hold on, right. For for those of us that don't remember. Yes. The Eli Philip Rivers situation yes. is the most recent one. John Elway did it I guess with the Colts the Broncos Correct. but Eli and Philip Rivers. Was that something that was expected going in or did it come out of nowhere? Cuz I do not recall it. Out was, of nowhere. So that was not something that was even thought about before.
3: It me. was but no, it was It was planned. It was planned. But we didn't know it. Cuz Archie and his family had called my father mm. and wanted to know how they treated his son. Really? And that was a huge part of it. Because even as poorly as I behaved, like, there was, there was like, there was no support, you know, and for the longest time, I held a resentment around that, but it was, you know, what was my part? I had to finally take a stock in that, but, you know, he did his due diligence. He called, and, you know, like, what happened when things went bad? What did they do to help support your son, John? And uh, I've known the Manning family for- Yeah,
0: you're a part of, You're a 20, massive part of the Manning family history. and
3: I've never heard that before, and now-
5: I understand why Eli Manning became a New York Giant.
0: Yeah, that really is potentially the reason that Archie was like,
3: "Well, well I'm not sending my boy." Over it there. wasn't. It <laughs> wasn't the only reason, of course. He did. You know, it just they were not known for winning. You know they've been to one Super Bowl in a, a year that the head coach was then you know ushered out for Kevin Gilbride in year two. What's ironic about the whole deal is is Gilbride gets fired. My rookie year, he ends up in New York and wins two Super Bowls with Eli Manning as the offensive coordinator. So Amazing. there was
0: so that's an incredible. Thank you for that, by the way. That's an incredible story that I'd never heard before. That's, that's-
3: being
5: gripped and ripped and tweeted out on at Pat McAfee's show right, <laughs> right now. Oh, yeah, right now. That's what, that's what <laughs> our- I saw the operation back there. <laughs> yeah. This is a well-oiled machine. Yeah,
0: we got to do it, man. We had to build the show. Nobody knew we existed, so we had to. But the um, that conversation, you knew about it. Your dad potentially knew about it. But as the media, nobody was really talking no about this, right? right?
5: And we were talking about it on my show the other day that imagine... Imagine what would happen in this day and age with Twitter, with social media, with somebody who's gripping and ripping video and tweeting it out on your platforms right now. And I use the plural platforms. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. You. That, that, you. that if the Bengals choose Burrow and then 40 yeah. minutes later, the Dolphins choose whoever the Bengals wanted and they flip it. Like, could you imagine oh. Oh. if that happened right now? It would be wild. By the way, good for the draft, good for NFL Network. Vegas would actually have never seen something for the first time.
3: Before. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it would be in right? Vegas. It, it, an NBA draft style, right? Yes. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. Where,
5: so. where, where they get drafted yeah. and the hat that they wear, they have no intention of wearing and fans are totally confused. <sighs> but it's never happened since then. And it's a risky play. Like, what if the Giants
0: Joe Burrow, Ohio kid, Ohio kid turning heel on the stage, Uh, not putting the hat on, refusing to put that this is all just like if we're to draw this up as a movie, him walking on the stage, throwing the hat on the floor (laughs)
5: and storming off to spearmint rhino on the spot. You see the picture. Roger
0: Goodell of, comes
3: for the dap. That's he, it. Does like a swim move on him. You oh. see the picture of Eli holding up that Chargers jersey. Have you seen it and the look on his face? Uh, he knows.
5: Yeah, I know. He but he, so I don't think he even knew. What was about to happen. Well, he might have known what, what they were going to attempt to do. But it's a risky play. What it's if the Giants really had not risky. gotten Phillip Rivers? What if somebody had traded before the Giants to get I mean, Phillip? you're
3: putting your, yeah, you put yourself in a situation. There's nothing you can do about it, right? You're at the mercy of whoever's going to draft in that spot. And you have to – you talked about leverage. The only leverage that a rookie quarterback has this day and age is to simply say, I'm not going to play. But the reason you went pro is to play football. Yeah. And if you I don't know. do it,
5: What's the issue? That's why uh, that was, and I'll I'll say it here because I do know by my own clock we're probably way past your your time to break. Well, we don't but, really. But, but no, no, floodings. look, this, this is what happens when you have me on as a guest. <laughs> I'm very well aware of what you're in, but also just to wrap it all up, that's what that was the most impressive thing that Burrow said this week. Is I, I'm a football player. I play football. to play football. Like so, I thought that was his best line.
0: By the way, incredibly handled press conference. Just like I think we all learned that Roger Goodell is a master at whenever you watch Rob Manfred speak. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, here are people that can handle questions, which, by the way, as a quarterback, need that talent. That's a good talent to have. It's a
3: learned talent.
5: Putters have it. That's for damn sure.
0: All my press conferences... Must
5: it did dead. nail? Even if the microphone was in the middle of your forehead.
0: N- no, I would <laughs> never do that. You know I, mean? <laughs> I, I would never. By the way, almost wanted to judge Joe for not moving that mic that was right in front of his face. But the way he handled it, I was like, well, that's not on Joe's He's phone. a rookie. Football
3: player. doesn't worry about
0: it. That's right. He's just cared about football. Uh, look around.
3: You. His broadcast career won't start for 15 years. Don't worry about it. <laughs>
0: and by the time with the checks that they're about to get if Patty Mahomes gets 200 million and then by the time Joe's ready to get re-upped with his potential talk about these new billions and billions of dollars floating into the NFL I don't
3: know nice. if he goes to the Bengals if that second contract will be there though
0: <laughs> <laughs> the, the ratings on the Combine are so good. That's why I think it got moved to primetime because the amount of people that watch the combine versus I think even like the major MLB World Series. I think like it even has better numbers than look, some man, people's like biggest days.
5: When NFL Network started, uh, obviously we were all looking for stuff to broadcast in between the playing months. So the draft was a no-brainer, and then we would start doing. Uh, uh, we did a show our first year about the schedule being out got so much grief for it and crap for it that we already knew who was playing who and we knew who was playing who where. We just didn't know the when and on what network and at what time. And we treated it like it was a huge Mm -hmm. to-do because it is like, you know. um, Very forward thinking by the way because it is massive now. It is massive now. We got all sorts of crap. When I left ESPN or when we parted ways, uh, back in '03, <laughs> weeks before my, <laughs> it's okay. I know.
3: Hey, I know you got to get up, Pat. I know you got to get up. I get it. Well, I understand. We, we both. We both. It's all good. Our contracts are both. It's up all good. There, yeah. Right? So you guys were,
5: were basically like, oh, oh okay. No,
3: it's, <laughs> fine. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Game. It's fine. Yeah, you know. It's fine. I mean, it uh, good. Good. So,
5: so we before um, one of the last sports centers I was part of, or in early April, I left in in May of of '03. We're sitting around there saying, what are we going to do? We had, we had enough time to do what we called a home-cooked piece, which was you could produce uh, uh, a two-, three-minute essay or, or piece on anything. What sport would we choose? And we could just make it up and figure it out, and we'd figure out who would voice and narrate it. Long story short, ideas are being thrown out. Well, it's March Madness. Final Four is coming up. Well... You know, hockey playoffs are around the corner. It was right around that time we hear the terms eighth and final playoff spot uh, for both NBA and oh, yeah. NHL. Let's go Pelicans. Baseball opening day. All of that was happening. Masters right around the corner. Somebody suggested doing a piece on the NFL and the NFL draft, and they were laughed out of the room because the draft was three weeks from now. Nobody's talking NFL. Literally was what was said in the room. Now ESPN has a million live NFL shows. Reason why I bring this up is you talk about the combine. We suggested let's bring a camera in the combine. Your friend, Bill Polian, uh, let's just say, had an adverse reaction. Not to happy, <laughs> yeah, not happy. Mr. Obviously. Competition Committee had an adverse reaction to bringing cameras and broadcasting. And then the rest of the NFL world was like, why the hell would you want to do that? Like It's just guys jumping and running. And, so
0: whose ideas so, are these? Because I always assumed right. that the NFL, because they are 12-month news cycle. Right. At any given time, the NFL, if they want to dominate the news, they can dominate the news. And I assume, and what I'm learning, is it wasn't always like that. Is that the well, talent no, idea? Well, no, it was
5: like that. It was the, That was the reason for NFL Network to be born, right. was to make sure the sport would be talked about 24-7, 365. Obviously, there was a monetary play involving um rights holders and whether we can put Thursday Night Football on and get the old dual revenue stream model that ESPN has with subscribers and ad uh, ad sales and just boost some money for uh, a league smart long story short did well up Steve Bornstein who is uh, the longtime president of ESPN he was the guy who launched NFL Network on behalf of the NFL so smart he's hired me twice
4: Oh, Um,
5: so he he was (laughs) like hey We were the ones at ESPN that went to the NFL years ago and said, we want to televise the draft. And the response from the NFL is like, why the hell do you want to do that? Now look at it. We could do the same thing for the combine. Okay, but you got to stay out of our way. You can't get in our face. You can just be like a fly on a wall. And so I did the first combine in 05. as just the host of NFL Total Access, the nightly news show. Paul Burmeister and I, I think Mayock was there too in like, uh, you know, folding chairs on the field with one camera on them and another one just fixed on the field in a handheld camera. It wasn't anything like what we've got now. At
0: what year did they buy in, though?
5: <sighs> well, when did Polian leave? <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I I mean, mean, seven years ago? I, I, it, it took a while, you know, and it took a while, and it was just a lot of folks just like, hey, we can do this. You can still do what you're here for, it will still be a an event where agents aren't involved. Like, they want they want an evaluation. They want to know how oh. players can be evaluated in a standardized way, but in the crucible of competition. Like, um, you know, the, the year Maurice Claret ran a terrible 40 and then essentially quit and stopped running, like, if there was an agent in the room, they would have pulled him aside and said, hey, no, do no, don't do that. Keep going. So they want they want as, uh-huh. as soon as we could prove that you could still have it the way you want it and we can have it to televise it and it works on for so many reasons. First, it's 3 weeks after the season's over. We are all jonesing for football with all due respect to the XFL. No, okay. Walks. So Come on! so we're <laughs> excellent. Um that we're we're everybody's o, and o Everybody's o, and o Last year's Uh, NFC champion, the 49ers, at this point last year, four wins, second overall pick, QB coming off of ACL surgery. Anything Anything is possible. absolutely. Last two MVPs in the NFL were at this event two and three years ago. Neither of them were the first overall picks in the draft. All of us love playing fantasy football. Everybody's sitting at home playing fantasy GM. I want that guy. I want that guy. My team needs a receiver. Gotta get CD Lamb. It's it works for so many reasons, and then there's news popping with the, free agency right around the corner, so well, it works.
0: They have completely bought in. I mean, it used to be Under Armour was a sponsor. Now, New Era has stepped up and made it a sponsor. Right. It's on TV, primetime television now. The bench press, there's fans around them. Mm-hmm. There's an entire radio row. I mean, this has become yeah. a complete spectacle, just like the draft, just like anything that isn't football like activity-related. This has become a massive spectacle. All 32 teams make news right now,
5: and it's been like, what, what would you say? Week six, week seven is when all 30 32 teams were relevant last where they could still make a run for the playoffs. Mm. They could maybe make a trade. Who's in the trade market? Who's a seller? Who's a buyer? All 32 teams are relevant in the NFL week six, week seven. Now they are again. Yeah. So that's why
3: it works. And this is, this is the part of the, the month that does it right. You go to, from this to the draft, the draft process, this free agency and in the draft and all every free agencies
0: pushed back a little bit this year. Hasn't yeah, it, it? was yep. by,
3: by a few days. Yep. Yeah, yeah, we're hoping to get the CBA done in
5: time for that, which would be pretty. monstrous there's no
0: i mean i think it's gonna pass by the way with these guys (laughs) i I think with what the nfl put in there for the bottom half of the roster i think there's a chance that this thing passes strictly because the extra hundred thousand dollars the this the that it's all very good for a lot of people that are in the nfl but boy marquise pouncey does not like this deal (laughs) he does not like this deal who
5: among us won't take their shirts off and rail at a phone while driving around like, oh, Raise got, your hand well, if you won't do that.
0: Yeah, right. Nobody raised their hand, by
5: the
3: way. <laughs> That's a truth. <trip. laughs>
0: yeah. Ryan Leaf said, I did. Hey, Ryan Leaf's got a nutritionist right now. He'll be shirtless yelling in his phone in about a month or two, <laughs> if I had to guess.
3: Well, we'll see how long this lasts. I'm on the road for three weeks. Mm. I ate uh, a large burger last night. Hang in there, man. Thanks.
0: Hey, I gained 30 this fall. Yeah,
3: I gained the freshman 30? 30. Calling games on the road, not exercising. Oh, tell me about it. It got hard
0: to wear clothes towards the end of fall. It was a very small closet towards the end there. And yet she still said yes.
5: She's a good lady. (laughs) (laughs) This sounds like one of those places I look down at my watch saying, I should leave.
3: (laughs) That's There's truth in that. Well, that's that's yeah. our show. Uh, it's oh. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's that's our show.
0: Let's get to Chris in California real quick, uh, quick. Chris, what's up? Not much, dude. How you doing? You know what? I think I'm going to be much better after this, folks. I, I think you're about to make all of our lives better immediately. I can already tell.
1: Oh, yeah. I plan on it, dude. Just uh, in the spirit of uh, hey, this week being the Combine, I figured I'd remind everybody about quite possibly the greatest moment in TV history. And that happened four years ago, I believe, tomorrow. And that would be when Chris Jones fell down during his 40-yard dash and his PP came out.
5: <laughs> that, you know what we call that phone call? Additive. That was additive. It definitely, because it that led to a
0: conversation now that we didn't know we were going to get to. No? There are a lot of uh, bad moments in said combine as well, which, by the way, Chris... Maybe every vitamin in the surrounding <laughs> yeah. cities yeah. that he was in. You sure boy. wasn't calling from Maui? <laughs> <laughs> I like Chris a lot. Okay. But the, um, the Combine, a lot of guys are choosing not to compete in it, right? A lot of people are choosing not to perform, and I don't know why. Joe Burrow said he hasn't had enough time. We talked to Jordan Palmer, national championship. He wanted to celebrate a little bit. Now he has a six-week plan, which leads perfectly to his pro day. Didn't want to do anything in the Combine that could jeopardize anything. I, I, think I feel like that's
3: different. I feel like more and more. I don't understand. Three years this. ago. When Deshaun Watson and Patrick yeah. Mahomes and those guys went out and competed like that, wasn't happening in our day. Peyton and I we, we didn't even didn't even cross our mind. Oh, that was back when the quarterback challenge was something on TV. It was so nice. awesome, like all that stuff was understand. back. In, it's a whole
5: new world. It's no. an agent-driven yeah. concept. Let's be honest here. I mean, Jordan Love, turn that pillow. Yeah, around I'll, I'll turn your time. pillow around. Your agent, <laughs> <laughs> Shabbat um, Yeah, man. I By mean, the way, come on. Jordan Love has a huge burst right now going on where we're talking you're hearing now he could be a top 10 guy. A couple times he had cameras that were like 5 yards out of bounds. I mean, guys are airmailing throws and scouts and evaluators understand not everything's going to be perfect. They just want to see physically see the for those who didn't get to Utah State this year, what does it look like coming out
3: of his hand? Yep. And they want to, they want Lewis to. Zip, see can a kid spin
5: it? Let's. They see. want to see it.
3: Everybody can spin it. You you get invited to the combine. I, I don't know if I that's th- accurate. I, I There's some
0: terrible it. football throws in that gauntlet drill. You find out some guys that can't throw because they're ruining the gauntlet drill. There there was a couple times where I've seen yeah. a quarterback get pulled from the gauntlet drill because he's been off so much. <laughs> that is something that does happen because these top guys aren't throwing. So I think they know they have to bring in more guys.
5: Last year, Steve Smith aired out one of the quarterbacks exactly. on live television <laughs> hey, for not giving the proper throw and, and throwing too hard to the guys. Like, we heard him off mic. I, he said, I'm going to go say something to the guy, and we're like, uh-oh. uh-oh. <laughs> and, and he did. He, like, aired the kid out
0: but in that's,
3: a polite way. But
0: that's a real thing, though, right? It, because yeah. these top guys aren't throwing, the NFL combine, I assume, has to adjust to that, so they're bringing in some guys that maybe wouldn't normally get... Uh, there was won. a couple
3: of years ago where they brought in the, uh, the Texas A&M... Uh, a quarterback to come in he, he wasn't there to compete just to throw just to yeah, throw I mean Burrow's not going to be
5: out there they wouldn't have him out there throwing the gauntlet anyway no but I'm just but, saying
0: the drills and everything like that for look, the wide receivers
5: look uh, the way that this thing's going to go one day uh, I think we're going to see guys run 40s next to each other I think we're going to see oh. some sort of like around the horn type fake point system being awarded. Wait a minute, this you is know?
0: this is behind the scenes information. This is the man who yeah. is a part of pitching the combine, being on television. So whenever you say that there's a I chance, I think we're th- going to see this one day. Yeah. Oh, that's going to so make people re- run faster. By the way, people are going to well, run I think, faster. I think we you're just watched see the, people compete.
3: Yeah, we saw the ATN Isaiah Simmons race at Clemson that came out recently. What well, happens in practice all the all time? time. Yeah. Who's the
0: fastest guy on the team is a conversation that happens in the locker room and at the practice field all the time. I'm fashioning you bet. Here we go. Now who's fading, who who's betting on who it's an electric environment at practices. One of my
5: favorite moments of the season. Okay. Is when, um, the chiefs are playing. I think it was in, in, uh, in Tennessee. Ah. Right. And, um, why don't i just blanking the running back's name? Who's Damian Williams. Williams. Damian Williams is running. He's scot-free. Oh, yeah, Tyreek And Tyreek Hill runs him down <laughs> because he wanted to prove oh, yeah. the practice conversations oh, they yeah. have as to who's fastest. He wanted to show it in real time in a game.
0: Oh, well, and then film the next day. Right. Whenever they're showing sure. that film. Exactly. There's. exactly.
5: What you're talking about actually burst onto the scene in a real NFL game this past year.
0: A real NFL game? You, you've you been calling those the last couple of years. Yeah, man. Over in London town.
5: And I called one in Tampa, great moments, where I called oh, Winston hmm. Watson and Watson, Watson Winston for literally. That was a 30, 30
0: for 30, wasn't it? Well, no, that, that was, was a one. week before. That
5: was a week before. But that was the one where, 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 where and Winston was just coming off of, Some incredible games where I guess he had back to back 450 yarders, and unfortunately for him though, in back to back weeks, Godwin and Mike Evans went down with hamstring injuries, and he was down to literally finding out who his new teammates were in practice. Right, that's what he was. And he was he was amazing, and then his. Uh, and coming in he was really confident about everything and his first pass was intercepted yeah yeah i remember that to the house right it was pick six it it was it was uh it was called back due to an injury oh i mean due due to penalty but his next one was actually no that one was returned to the house his next one was turned to the house but called back due to penalty you are very good at play-by-play of games thanks man i know you texted me during that and i appreciate that i love doing it i would do that me. In a heartbeat. Hey, by the way, me too.
0: I absolutely love doing. And it And you are great at it too. Not brother. the sideline. I hate the sideline. Let's really? go to Logan. I Hate it. Absolutely hate it. Let's go to Logan and Mich- I don't. I'm you're not really a, good at it. I'm not a good. I'm not a are, guy that's really good, good at, at it. Thank you. I keep yeah. them coming. But the uh, <laughs> I'm not great at asking for permission to speak.
3: Oh, that's why I like you so
0: much. <laughs> yeah, because it's just dude. When <laughs> yeah, you went into know. the party
3: zone in the bowl game, like oh, you were funny, at yeah. The, yeah. the club. Yes. The bullet. The uh. The bottle pop. Yeah. Bottle pop. Yeah. That was. Yeah. That's the content I'm there for. I respect that. Okay, and we know <laughs> this is a lot about me.
0: Yeah, <laughs> let's go to Logan in Michigan. Logan, what's up, buddy? Hey Pat, how's it going? Not too shabby, man. How are you?
3: Pretty good. Hey, I I'm got, waiting for I one to person to say not good.
0: actually. not good. Yeah, I I'm waiting for that just one day to
3: be like <laughs> bad day, Pat.
0: Well, oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Logan. I cut you off there. What, <laughs> I, do you want, what do you want to talk about?
1: I wanted to I wanted to get your opinion on this. I think I have a wild card option for the Patriots quarterback. Okay, Uh, He's already on the roster, number 11, Julian Edelman. (laughs) Love
0: it. (laughs) Love it. That guy's a diehard Patriots fan in the back, and this has been very fun to kind of watch him. His entire life, the Patriots have been good. His entire life, 24 years old. He has been around for all of this. He's enjoyed it. Yes. Now that Tom's potentially leaving, which it sounds like if you listen to anybody speaking on TV, it's inevitable. This is a wild scene to watch in New England.
5: Oh, big time. Everybody's on the edge of their seat. I just don't see them taking uh, their best player at a very thin position and making it thinner by throwing them back in. Uh, to, and, and, and you never, never want to be the guy after the guy, ever, mm. in anything. Yeah. The, you want to be the guy after the guy who was after the guy. Yeah, That's yeah. where you want to be. Because they hate that guy who came right after. It's very rare. Aaron Rodgers did it. He's he's one of the rare examples of being the guy right after the guy.
0: Andrew Luck had Curtis Painter, Kerry Collins, Dan Orlovsky, kind of that You needed it buffer. that buffer. You yeah, need you needed a buffer. little buffer to get Andrew you needed Luck. You need
5: the Curtis Painter buffer. Yeah, <laughs> everybody does if you're that guy after the guy. Kerry
0: Collins got that. called out of retirement and got... Pff, Slaughtered. I think he might have had seven concussions in one game. I, I'm not 100 percent sure, but he came in there and he he literally nice guy to me and to the team. And at one point in the training room, they were testing him and he, they were like, "How you feel? You know, you feel you're back to normal." He's like, I, "I don't think my brain has any more in me." He's like, "Well, go home then." And They just paid him four million dollars to play a couple games. He got murdered and they went home.
5: We were we were we did the Thursday night game here in Indianapolis in that disastrous season where um, where they had, you, you, you guys had just won for the first time all year. Orlovsky And then right. the Thursday night game where the Texans had already clinched the AFC South, came in with good old TJ Yates, but because the Texans can never win here, they <laughs> lost that game. Everybody thought Reggie we were going to lose Wayne, luck. Reggie Wayne scored the game-winning score as he was going into a free agency period where we thought he was gone, too. He scores the game-winner. Everybody in Lucas Oils going crazy and me and Mooch and Marshall Falk and Irv looked at each other like why is everybody here so happy?
4: <laughs>
0: Do you not want Andrew Luck? Hey, there wasn't everybody like, in the building was happy. By the way, I, 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 from the, the story that <laughs> I, I, I have been told is there are some people in some pretty powerful positions that were not thrilled, happy. and they had to get like almost talked into like a motivational speech before they came into the locker room afterwards. Like they were being told, like, "Hey, remember these guys." A lot of them probably aren't going to be here. They are very happy, so at least act like you're happy yeah. when you walk in here. That was right. a real thing. Uh, we got to get out of here in a minute. Uh, yes. Ryan Leaf, where can people find you and everything like that?
3: Uh, at Ryan D Leaf, uh, the Ryan D dot com. Uh, it's a good spot where we uh, we book our, our speaking events and and anything or anything, and uh, on ESPN from time to time talking about the the game of football.
0: Ryan, you're good at it. And Mr. Rich Eisen, uh, people can find you at?
5: Well, at NFL.com slash runrichrun is a spot to yes. go to right now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Donate. Let's so raise as much money for St. Jude. I'm making my run tomorrow. We're already over a half million bucks. Okay. And mm, Let's go. Keep, let's keep it going. Like let's We have a shot to raise maybe seven figures if everybody can give. Wow. Whatever you want. Just whatever you can give.
0: All right. Well, that's the show. Uh, We can't thank you enough for joining us. Still continue to do the hashtag. This is where I'm at, Pat. We got people uh, that listen to us while they jog or walk. Mm -hmm. We got people that listen to us while they're at work, while they're driving. Mm -hmm. We got people that listen to us while at work at the office. Mm -hmm. We got people that listen while they're taking care of their baby, which, by the way, put the baby's ear up to the phone right now hey baby here are some words you shouldn't say for a long time fuck shit bitch bitch god damn don't say that yeah
4: apparently
2: yeah you can't do that
0: but anyways babies do not say that so if you're listening with your children or your babies let them know that old uncle pat and uncle ty said do not say that we can't thank you enough for allowing us into your ears into your daily routine you're the greatest Zito will be giving away more merch for the hashtag this is where i'm at pat we appreciate hearing from you And uh, Ty Schmidt, please play some independent music.